Do you think that your life is missing something? Is there something that you need to enhance your psychological development? Well, come on down to the... No. That brings us to our guest for today. Our guest. Our, our guest is a man of mystery, an international man of mystery. Okay. Knight Rider? No, not Knight Rider. Well, we tried David Hasselhoff, but he declined, so yeah. we got Grant Hunter instead. <laughs> Hi, an, guys. How are you? We're, we're good, Grant. Uh, we ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll speak when I'm spoken to. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. But uh, how are you, Grant? How's life? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me here. Oh, yeah, no worries at all. It's good yeah. to have you on. I love coming to Langford. Oh, yeah? It's got lots of stuff. Yeah, it's a great town. Uh, Trev, I suppose, give us a little bit of a bit of background. Background? Mm, to Grant. Uh, we're all friends from school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about Formula One? Yeah, uh, interesting times ahead for the next... Uh, Alfa Romeo is now... Oh, well, no, Cyber's now Alfa Romeo Racing. So uh, the name Sauber's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Gone, gone. Yeah, gone. Wow. Twenty-five years, it's gone. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But it, it, look, it'd be cool to see Alfa Romeo racing. Yeah, and are yeah. they bringing in? Are they coming in as an engine supplier as well? It'll still be Ferrari. Oh, will it be? Yeah, it'll have to be. Uh, well, Alfa Romeo is part of the Ferrari brand or Fiat brand, yeah. isn't it? Oh, okay, so they'll have the same. <coughs> they'll have the same engines. Um, yeah. That's the only real big change, isn't it? Mercedes have announced 13th of February for uh, their new car. Yeah. McLaren or Valentine's Day? Yeah. I think Ferrari as well. And uh, how many races are on the calendar next season? I don't know. 20? Usual 20. 20, Between 20 and 22. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone up a good bit. Like, I just hope that they can address some of the track situation and make it a little bit more interesting. In what way? Well, overtaken? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some well, of those tracks... They done, they've, they've taken some of the, the downforce away. Yeah. And especially the downforce that uh, aerodynamically goes to the, the, the back, you know, the the bad air to the next car. Yeah. They've addressed a lot of it. Well, the front wings have been simplified a lot. I've yeah, seen the they're, they're reducing the number of elements, aren't they? Yeah, I think it's, you can only have three or so. Yeah, there's three elements in the front, and then the, 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 side, the side elements there is just like straight edges. I think it's straight edges yeah. there, so it doesn't deflect the air to the de- to the, de- the next car. But there's something else. I think the wing, the rear wing, is wider and higher. Okay. I think. I don't know. I'm not sure. I definitely think a wider rear wing is a lot nicer than the high narrow yeah, ones. Yeah, I always thought the high narrow yeah, thing yeah. just made Especially it. Especially whenever you look back on on them seasons with the high narrow wings, it's just like, what the hell is that thing? And yeah. the stupid noses. Yeah, them noses were pretty. Yeah. I like the high nose, but just not the way like it went up. You know, like it came back and then went up there. There was like a stepping stone to it. Yeah, it wasn't very it nice. Was horrible. It was really, really horrible. Yeah. What's, what's the predictions? Who's going to win? It's hard to see Lewis not do it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, I, I think a lot of people thought the Ferrari was the fastest car last season, and certainly at times in the season, especially in Spa, definitely looked it. But they weren't. Um, they made a lot of poor strategic calls. And Vettel didn't keep his head. And yeah, especially uh, in Germany, whenever he just r- drove off the road. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Yeah, I've never seen baby Vettel look 
didn't sound like so teary eyed before. Yeah. And then Vettel just couldn't hold it together. What was it, three, four races in a row? Just made stupid moves and just spun himself out. It was out. three races in a row, yeah. I think he made contact with people. It was three ra- the, the stupidest one was Japan. Like he he over he tried overtaking in a place where you don't overtake. Oh, going at Spoon on uh, Max Verstappen, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, I've never seen someone overtake at Spoon. That's crazy. That was re- really crazy. Like, yeah. I've done it myself in Gran Turismo, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not the same thing. <coughs> Gran Turismo, oh. hey, that was a really good game. Still have one of those. Uh, still one of my uh, most seething memories, shall we say, was uh, was uh, coming around the last corner. I can't remember which track was it. Like. Um, it was something forest. Do you remember which one it was? Trial Mountain. Was it Trial Mountain? Yeah. Was Trevor Trial in XJ220? What's that? Was it Trevor in an XJ220? No, it was William Kennedy actually. Was it? And uh, yeah. I said to him, "Now don't don't cut the corner at the that end." The and I purposely went to take the corner, and he just cut the last chicane and won the race. <laughs> I was never so annoyed. <laughs> I was so annoyed. <laughs> was it not that it uh, was it me that rammed you off the road then? Yeah, uh, you I think probably. Trevor rammed, rammed you. Rammed me. Yeah. In Trial Mountain. Yeah. Last corner, but you yeah. know. So this is when we were playing Gran Turismo on, was it PlayStation 2? PlayStation, PlayStation 2. Yeah. I remember getting Gran Turismo 3, the Platinum Edition. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to hate the Platinum boxes. Because when you got the regular box of the PS2, it had the full artwork. Yeah. But when you got the Platinum one, it had this garish grey sort of border yeah. around it. It almost looked like a, a cheap Chinese import. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looked like something fake. And... Uh, I uh, but I, I really liked the game. I yeah. thought the game was really good. And then Gran Turismo Four was 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 big. I I look back and I think one of the craziest things that they did was they put in that um, twenty four hour race mode, and you could switch cars with a B. Speed spec. B spec, right, guy? Yeah, that was four, wasn't it? Gran yeah. Four? But the thing was, is a twenty four hour race. If you put the B spec driver in, right, mm-hmm. you could speed it up by times three, so you could theoretically get it done in eight hours, but it was so bad because every time you set the auto setting for when the B spec driver could come into pit, it would take you out of times three mode. So I remember doing one twenty four hour race around Le Mans and putting in the B spec guy and walking away and then coming back like two hours later and discovering basically two hours had passed in the game because he'd come into pit like five laps later and then it just it went back to going at regular speed. There was another time where I jacked it up and I was oh, I was something like uh I was like 40 minutes ahead on the road. And I went, ah, yeah, sure, I can skip a few pit stops. We'll just leave it on times three and not time to go in. I went in with an hour to go. Discovered I was like 40 minutes behind in second place. Yeah. I had to take over and, by God, I won it with like 10 minutes left to go. But 24 hours, imagine that, a 24-hour race and then you lose it in the last yeah. hour because the B-spec guy controlled by the comm is just incompetent. The most fun I had was uh, I got a steering wheel for... I think it was five oh, yeah. on the PlayStation 3. They made a frame up and everything. And the steering wheel had uh, force back. You know, so if you... Say you hit a wall there, the steering would just go crazy on you. Yeah. And uh, if you tried leaning to a left-hand corner, the steering would try and uh, divert you to the right. It was brilliant. Yeah. You felt more immersed, you know... What's the word? Immersed. Immersed into the whole thing. Yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah, it was a good game. What was the first Gran Turismo you played, Grant? Gran Turismo. You played the very first one. I did, yeah, on the uh, PSX. Oh yeah, oh getting the it was the, uh, yeah. the grey box. Yeah, it was, yeah. My, it was my brother's. He got it for Christmas. Yeah, I, I played. Cousins might be really good at Gran Turismo. 
Was it your cousin or your brother? Probably just me. Just you? <laughs> no, Craig was good at it as well. Wasn't that you that said like you knew someone that could? Uh, he was like doing a second a lap quicker than you. No, I wouldn't admit to that. No, no. <laughs> <clears throat> I thought that that was okay. Apparently, that's bullshit. Now. What he swore. The, what was the first Gran Turismo you played? One. Was it? Yeah. Oh, so I'm the only it, person here who's the first one they played was two. Really? Yeah. The, it was the first one. It was just literally released. There was some big advertisement. Uh, on TV and I was like wow and uh, almost got the game I think I rented the game for a weekend there and bought it it was brilliant yeah the only thing was I was so stupid back then I didn't realise what save and load was you know so I just kept the Playstation on all the time because I didn't want to lose all, <laughs> the mem- all the progress did you have any memory cards? I did yeah but I mean whenever I was like I think it was 8 at the time whenever and it was like my, my second or third game and the other games that I got, it was you. You didn't really need to, it. It was just a game, you know. You could you could complete it within an hour or two, because it was like one of the first ones in '94 or '95, and uh, I didn't realize what save and load meant with the memory cards. It took me a long time because I remember it said load, and then I loaded it. You know, you could manually load something from the memory card, and I loaded it with nothing in the memory card, and I lost all my progress. And I said, I never want to touch that again. I think my neighbour was like, you do know you don't have to have the PlayStation on 24 hours a day. Like, you can just <laughs> save it and come, come back to it. Whose was the PlayStation <laughs> that was in your house then? Who owned that? I think me and my sister went halves on it. Or, well, she, I think she bought most of it. Yeah. Because I was only eight there. Like, I, what I, games I, did she play? I can't remember. Cra- Crash Bandicoot. She was a big cra- Crash Bandicoot fan. And which one did you have of that? On Spiral. Uh, what? Which Crash Bandicoot did I you have? Two, two no, yeah. three. Three just came out at the time. And it was mind-blowing. It was class. Yeah. Especially when you're on the bike. They were good games, Crash. They were very fun. At the like. time. They were really, really good at the time. Spiral of the Dragon was another <laughs> one that, uh, that she used to like. Yeah, Spiral was good. It was fun. And then we got the PlayStation chipped. And oh, then... Clock market job, was it? Um, no, there was, a, there was a dude in Monaghan that done it. And uh, he had every game that I wanted except for Metal Gear. And I spent a whole year waiting for Metal Gear Solid. And then when I finally got it there, I knew all about it because everybody talked about it so much in school. Yeah. I knew every scenario, everything that, that could have been done, I, I could do straight away. But it still, it still didn't take the excitement away. It was still a brilliant part of my childhood. When did you get a PS2? I think it was about two years after it came out. When did it come out? 2002? PlayStation 2 was 2001, I thought. I must have got it 2002, 2003. Yeah. I think you got it 2003 because I got... Sorry, 2002 because I got mine in... Uh, let me see. <coughs> what year did Metal Gear Solid come out? That was 2002. Yeah, well, yeah. I know I got it on the same weekend. Yeah. You know, the weekend it came out on a Friday and I, I was playing it Sunday, two hours before uh, we, me and you went back to school. That's right. And I, I got it in February, I think, of 2003, I think it was. Was it you that had didn't have a memory card there and you were playing five hours straight? Yeah. And then it got to the stage and one of the, in, in part of Metal Gear there, I was like, you've been playing the game for too long. You should turn it off. Yeah. So I did. <laughs> but you had no memory card. That's so right. But I was like, how do they know? How do they know? Yeah. 
how long was it before you went back to do it? Play it again. Next day. So it didn't put <laughs> you off. These won't pick up that beeping, will it? Oh no, no, no. <coughs> Better not. Yeah. Or you'd be. You have a lot of editing to do. Indeed, could just close the hallway door and then that would stop that. Ah, too late for that. Yeah. Too late for that. <laughs> yeah. So, any other highlights from the PS2 era? With games? Yeah. Oh, loads high, but how, what, I mean, it's right. Yeah, have you got that Facebook page, like, memories from PS2 and PS1? Yeah. It's no. brilliant. Yeah. It is absolutely, you haven't got it at all? No, I deleted Facebook off my phone Did a couple you? of months back. Really? Yeah. Got fed up of it? Yeah, I just, it was just boring. It's all uh, Didn't trust them. It's all a load of rubbish, really. <laughs> you like still haven't deactivated my account yet, though, but... Yeah, no, I, I think, keep meaning to. I think the, the whole... The, the Facebook thing needs to go away. Go away. Yeah. I think its heyday is definitely over. Yeah, Nobody likes Facebook anymore. Even I think social media is changing like in the sense that uh, it's not like what it was. Nobody talks to one another. Nobody uses it to communicate. In the early days, it used to be more natural. I remember with Bebo, it was just all about yourself. Yeah. And then everything kind of got commercialized. Yeah. And instead of seeing your friends' stuff online... It was all other stuff, kind of not real, natural stuff that was happening. Yeah. I, sometimes as well, it all became meme-based. Yeah, it goes through its stages. I mean, at the beginning, it was, you'd, what was well, I don't know what it was at the beginning. But it moved on to people sharing videos that they really liked. And everybody would comment and, la- you know, like give a like or whatever. Then it became memes. And then it became just simply tagging people. I used to call it Maymays. Maymays. Did I, did anybody really know what they were called uh, first time? Uh, I'm trying to remember what I called it because I didn't call it a meme. I think I called it a meme. I think I can't remember. I remember thinking it looks a bit French. <laughs> 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 but then, of course, it comes from the idea of the Dawkins concept of a meme, isn't it? Like a culture passed down or a kind of a trait of behaviour that's passed hey. down. Dawkins. Who's he? Richard Dawkins. Okay, what does he he's do? the guy who... Uh, this is the second time you've mentioned his name this evening. Is it? I think you mentioned it to me a, a while ago. Huh. But uh, Richard Dawkins, he's the he's the uh, evolutionary biologist. So he's the guy who... Uh, Darwin? Well, Who's he'd be Darwin? big. He'd be a big follower of the beliefs of Darwin, yeah. So Darwin the came first and, and then Dawkins came out? Yeah, well, Dawkins is still alive. Is it? Yeah. So cool. he's... Uh, He's considered an intellectual and and uh, forefront in his field, but he's written. You know, he wrote books like the Selfish Gene. Like a lot of the concepts in the first Metal Gear game, kind of are on ideas of kind of Dawkins' way of thinking. Um, and he's also written the book The God Delusion. He's the person who doesn't believe in any god or anything like that. No, he's not alone, is he? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, it's not like oh, if you're an atheist, you're Dawkins. You're Dawkins' follower. I think it's just. You know, he's it's one of the big um One thing I want to ask you is, debate. like, you're a religious man. Yeah. You, you know, your religion is pretty heavy amongst you and your family. Yeah. But you you know all about evolution. Yeah. How how do you put the two side by side? Um, do you know what I mean now? Yeah. You know the way, like, there's some... There's some atheists there that just will not adhere to God at all, hmm. and uh, agnostics that just are sitting on the fence. Yeah. And then there's religious people there, and they just point blank refuse that uh, 
um, they believe the Bible outright. You yes. Know, that it was God that created the world and whatnot. It wasn't the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. But how, you know, you know both. Mm. So, so my question is, like, how how do you how do they coexist to you? Like, how do you? Well, I mean, there's no there's no reason to say that God can't set these things in motion, um, and I think the idea that <coughs> I don't believe I don't subscribe to everything uh, that science says. I don't I don't know if I believe in a big bang, not in the way that, um, not in the way that I think most kind of so scientists are evolutionary. A gradual bang. A gradual bang. Yeah. <laughs> a kind a, of a, few a, little s- ones. a small pop that then it would be like you know the big bang is more like microwavable popcorn it's like and then the universe three and a half minutes later ding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no i suppose i i i, I respect uh i respect scientific method mm-hmm. especially if it's done right and um and there's no reason for me not to believe that you know evolution or the development of the universe couldn't have been set in motion by a higher being Mm. Um, I can understand how people then as uh, might find the because the sciences are so logical that believing in a god especially if it's a Judeo-Christian god that that might seem a little bit farcical but I I don't really have a problem uh, with the idea that a god and, and science can coexist one can kick the other into motion for me, I think it's a little more believable because the idea of two particles hitting each other at infinite speed uh, to create a big bang, well, well, where would, you know, to ask a very naive question, and it's not one where I'm saying, I'm putting it to you, saying, where would that happen, and what are the chances of that occurring? And I suppose a lot of evolutionists would say, or, and you know, scientists who are into physics would say, well, if there's an infinite amount of time, eventually two things are going to hit <coughs> and create this massive explosion, but how did two particles have infinite speed and come together. So, what well, is that not what they're trying to prove at the minute? There with uh, the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, how far on have they got with that? I mean, that, no, that's that's basically what they're trying. I remember, to do I remember when that was first brought in, and I think we kind of all thought something like Half Life was going to happen, where we were going to rip a, a vortex through to another dimension, and aliens were going to come through, and you know, through different dimensions and well, universe. Well, yeah, I mean, what what happened? A big machine in Switzerland got turned on, didn't it? And that was kind of about it. Yeah. They're looking for something called the Higgs boson, but I'm not entirely sure what that is. It was up until recently, I think, or when I say recent, in the last five years, a theoretical concept that was a byproduct of, like, a big bang scenario. But getting back to your to your earlier question, I don't, I don't see how it would be problematic for God to set those things in motion. Um... And the, but then I suppose the whole kind of idea of a resurrection and coming back to life after three days, some people might say, well, that flies in the face of logic. But I'd like to believe that science still has more unanswered questions left to answer. And the possibility of something is something that needs to be explored. You know, we don't know everything. And yeah, science well, doesn't shouldn't profess to know everything. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, de- like, I don't think people should take either side literally. No. Do you know what I mean there? Because science is always finding out stuff that's kind of contradicting itself. From I remember from hearing before. a thing on QI, which is that fifty uh, percent of the facts that you hear at one point, it was like ten years later, like only fifty percent of them were true, and it was called something like the uh, a fact half life or something like that. Yeah, and it comes into medicine especially where you have um, you have ideas of how to treat certain illnesses, 
But of course, as things evolve and stuff, you discover that things aren't true practice, you know. Oh, we thought it was like that, but actually it's like this, you know. Mm. And people make more discoveries about how we work and how we behave. And so a lot of the stuff was just merely kind of conjecture and guesswork. which I thought was really interesting, you know. You think uh, people should take the Bible literally? No, no. I it think that's a huge. No, I think it acts as a guide. Well, for yeah. moral I think, I think, values. I think, I think Christ spoke to his followers through analogy and metaphor a lot. So why is it not possible that, especially for the Old Testament, God was doing the same? <coughs> you know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't have to be a direct thing. I mean, the idea that you know, in Genesis, I think it says that man was created in seven days, and then. But points in Genesis, it talks about outside the garden and then Adam and Eve are kicked out. And then there's there's things that within the first two chapters that chronologically, I think, kind of slightly contradict each other. Well, um, well isn't, isn't the Bible just a very, very rough uh, translation from Hebrew? It's originally Hebrew and then ancient Greek, yeah. So you're talking about two translations and then a third translation that's very iffy. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember meeting... Uh, a guy, a guy who when I say when I say Effie there, like wasn't wasn't there a better a lot of controversy between Hebrew to English, uh, as in translation? Yeah, and like, like there, there was a lot of things that was like, ooh, uh, we've translated this, and we'll just not put that in the. Well, there's other books of the Bible. I think of the the Apocrypha. I'm not sure what the word is, but they're like other books that. The, the like cat, they were in scrolls didn't make the call oh you think of the Dead Sea Scrolls or mm, that rings a bell yeah yeah I can't remember what that is exactly um, but I know that um, there are parts of the Bible that <coughs> were omitted from the later stages like the later versions of the New and the Old Testament and certain books did get disappeared there are other Hebrew books yeah that aren't in the Bible mm. um, but I don't know what the significance is in, with them is um if you ask Dad, he'd probably be able to uh, probably able to tell you. But I remember being uh, one of the guys in school. Uh, he, I went to his house a couple of times, like for weekends, and uh, he. Um, oh, I won't name him here. Juicy but, stuff now. But he, uh, his family were born again Christians. Did he just let it happen? Which? <laughs> they were born again Christians, and uh, I remember him saying to me that, uh, or one of his family saying, you know, every time the Bible is translated. Like because of God's influence, it, there's never any mistakes. And my mother said to me before that, like, that that's rubbish because there was an early version of the Bible where they accidentally, in the English translation, forgot the not in thou shalt not commit adultery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which changes the meaning quite a bit of that commandment. Yeah. Well, that's you know? the thing. So I mean, there have been mistakes that have been made, of course. And, yeah. Uh, but the Bible is written by men and men make flaws. You know, if somebody tells you, any, you know, in any in any conversation if somebody tells you something your brain will remember a gist of it you know what i think that should happen what's that i think we should get we should make a women's bible you know get that get them to translate themselves there and have their version of a bible right oh so so we can understand women god will change gender the women write a bible yeah let let women write a bible but then where would god's influence be because the bible already exists right are you saying just go back to the early Hebrew text and get yeah get women the te- yeah get the scrolls get the Dead Sea Scrolls there and get let a woman there translate it? Why? Ah, it'd be just interesting to see like how uh, you know the differences between the original and the woman's. Version. So do you think that then there's a case to be made that when the first version was written, it was ris- written with a masculine kind of uh, yeah, p- what's the word uh, agenda? I yeah. guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. 
I mean, if you're, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So you'd be interested in seeing. Well, it's very simple there. If you get if you get ten translators, even if they were all men, whatever, yeah. doesn't matter. Like, do you, do you think you're going to get exactly ten versions? Exactly. How do you mean exactly? They the won't same? all be the same. No, There'll be different variations. Be no. So you think that there's a, a a good case to be made that the early translations of the Bible were slightly <coughs> leaning in the favour of yeah masculine presence. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever time it was translated, I say the time. That's good, that's a fair point. Yeah, I think I think uh, especially if it's a male dominated so, society. So time. so now that there's you know there's this uh, woman movement lately. Woman movement. Woman women's movement. What would it be called? Well, I mean, down through the years, it's traditionally been called feminism. Yeah, that's it. That's the word. You've just made yourself sound incredibly uneducated. But <laughs> Them women with their ideas. Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> so why don't we just let, let feminism there just translate the Dead Sea Scrolls? Well, I, I have and no... See what they come up with. Well, I, I think that'd be an interesting ex- experiment to do. I mean, there's no yeah, that, reason that, why uh, we have to stick with them. Can we go fund that? <laughs> what would your pitch be? My pitch? Yeah. To all the feminists out there, yeah. we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting concept. It sure is. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a man going down the cattle crush. Nah, you just wouldn't understand that. Hey, there's a man getting married here. Oh right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Who? You? Me. <laughs> yeah. When's the yeah. uh, When's the date, Grant? Um, end of October, twenty seventh. Yeah. Yeah. You nervous? Not yet, no. That'll be grand. (laughs) (laughs) No, people ask me, are you excited? No, it's nine months away. I'll probably be more excited on the day. Yeah, I get you, yeah. Like, I'm not excited until something is actually happening. Mm. Yeah. And how do you find the whole organising a wedding and that? Is it stressful? No, because herself is looking after it all. Okay. Yeah, I just have to show up in a suit on the day. (laughs) Very good. Because you picked out your suit as well. (laughs) No, I have to do that, unfortunately. To do that so, myself. Yes. So it's if you a, want to take part in it, except <laughs> it, I do. That's all. I yeah. Think, I think polka dots with gold trim is a really good look, and then make sure you've got a spinning bow tie, and th- that your hair is cut into a mullet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The mullet. The preferences on. The oh, mullet. and your your shoe your trousers have to be bell bottoms, and you have to have really really big stilettos. With fish in them. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> with fish in them. Just like I've dreamed of. Yeah. Disco stew. <laughs> Who's the best man? Uh, my brother and cousin, I just asked them, will you, will you, yeah. will you, do you I want that responsibility? One, I, for one, am delighted. I don't have to make a speech, so that's good. You're not planning on having me sitting at the top table and making an impromptu speech, yeah? No, I'm just going to walk <laughs> down to you and make you do the speech. No, you have, you yeah. have to make a speech. Oh, I will make a speech, right. I'm not but I'm going to make Owen do one. Are you actually? I'm just going to walk down and say, hey, Owen, I go. believe you have a few words to say. Yeah. <laughs> the menu and the food was <laughs> terrible. That is all. <laughs> uh, all these steaks. And uh, is he going to make a speech? Well, I'll I remember just... when you were seventeen. You told me there was no way in hell he was making a speech at your wedding. Well, traditionally, random people—not random people, people obviously I know them. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> you sir. I don't know you. Would you speak at my wedding? <laughs> I'm just inviting random people to my wedding. I never but, met Grab. Yeah. I never seen Grab. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just going to be. Just like normal. Okay. A normal wedding. It's going okay. to be a normal wedding, except for the mullet. Yeah, and it's not going to be in a church either. So that's. Yeah. What? So well, that's not, not saying that that's not normal. It's just different. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think the concept of a wedding, which is kind of the more traditional wedding, 
I think it's a lot of pressure on people, to be honest with you. And I know some of the people who've had... Why? Because just... Uh, In a church? Yeah, well, the expectation of trying to carry out... I think there's a lot of competition in terms of weddings. And if you do it in a conventional setting, then people are more likely to go, well, I was at this wedding and it was like this and they did this and this. And I think there's a lot of competition. I think some people are very kind of... um, they're very particular about where weddings should be. Yeah. And, oh, this wedding, my wedding was better than this, or I was at this wedding and they did this well, and I didn't like the way they did that. <coughs> Whereas if you do something that's a little more unconventional, then you have to take it and assess it in a different way, you know? I think it's just normal. Everybody's going to compare everything. Well, really. that's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it helps give people ideas. Yeah, well, that's it. But I think I the important no thing is you get a day... About. What's that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, like, I'm not getting married in a church. Okay, where are you getting married? In the hotel. In the hotel? Yeah. Is that legal? Oh, it's complicated. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, because Grant got married today, except he didn't. <laughs> Thanks because for the non-wedding. it's a Sunday. Yes. There's something, and it's in the north. I don't think legally you could get married on a Sunday outside of a registry office. So, yeah. What day do you get married? It's... It, uh, Legally, you, um, you actually don't know when you're getting married. <laughs> not yet. Vegas. No, we, we have Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're meeting with someone who will go through the whole process, process of that. An officiant. Yeah. So. And will you do that the same? Will you do that the day before, or day after, something like that? I don't know because when we were first talking to her, she said, "Oh, is there somewhere we can do it on the way there?" Hmm. We're like, uh, "I don't know." She said, "You can do it anywhere that's public." So you can do it on the side of the road or in a McDonald's. Presumably you just need witnesses hey, and that's what yeah. know a good spot, right? It's called Hose Hole. Oh, no. Right? And it's a <laughs> I've really, heard of that. Uh, it's really, really cool. It's a bottomless hole. Trevor, if we debunked this on the previous <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know yet, but look, we've plenty of time to yeah, absolutely. work it all out. The disco bear. Yeah, the disco bear. The disco bear. Yeah. <laughs> we could go there. It's uh, on the way. What's the like? What's the realization that you're, you know, you're all grown up, grown up, grown up, and all being right. uh, being it, purposely it, immature. All right, it kind of just <laughs> happens, and you kind of go along with it. Yeah, there's no. You mean one morning you woke up and it's like you got into a row, and then I was like, oh no. <laughs> 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 no, it just. Uh, and granted, if it just happens, happens. When's it happening to me? Oh, you, any time. You know, yeah, it just, yeah. it'll just wow. like little, little big bang, just yeah. then you're married. Yeah, it just happens like that. I guess. <laughs> How long has he been going out? Oh, six or seven years, probably wow. ish. Yeah, That's thereabouts. Crazy. It's a long old time. Yeah. Yeah. It's good though. How many's going? Like, how many invites have you sent out? Well, we haven't sent any yet, but we've no. about 120 ish or so. That's enough, isn't it? It is, yeah. It, it really is yeah. enough there because so it, it gets to a point where the number's too big. And then does that mean that the, the 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 wedding ceremony, whether that's the legal wedding or not, but the wedding ceremony that the guests will be at and the reception will they be in the same? Venue? Oh yeah, it's all the one day okay. kind of. Kind of have it's, it's kind of nice because you know when you're you're like you're at the service and then you have to drive like to wherever the reception yeah. is. It's just a you long drive at that. the start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think it's going to be nice. And what would you mind me asking? What hotel is? Uh, Manor yeah. Country House ah, okay. in the far side of Enniskillen. Okay, very good. Yeah, so. Well, what 
why not get married in a church? Like, what? When did that discussion happen? Um. So you're not you're not a religious man. We're not deeply religious, but we we did ask, but you ask who? We asked. Uh, I think it was the minister from my own church. He was like, no, was unable get out of to, here, you. Unable to do it. I told you. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> they wouldn't be, he wouldn't have been able to do it on a Sunday, so that yeah. just kind of left us to think of other options. Yeah, Dad Dad had said to me that most, it's uncommon to have a wedding on a Sunday. Most what, priests mm, can't do it because they have their regular services. Yeah. Oh, that's the reason? Yeah. So it's, it's just, just too awkward for them to arrange. I guess yeah. I should only work one day a week there. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking up for my old boy and my old... <laughs> <laughs> my mom. <clears throat> no, I take that back. Good. But uh It's only a half a day. <laughs> <laughs> and what made you choose the Sunday? Um it was one of the free days in the hotel that That's, they could have yeah, yeah. done it for us, so yeah, we just picked that one. Yeah. I I remember mom saying to me as well before, uh that most people nowadays try and get their reception sorted first and where that's gonna be. Because that's the trickier bit, and then yeah. But are you just got unlucky, really, with not being able to get your min- a minister on a Sunday? That's basically it. So we just yeah. looked at the other options, and it seems to be the the right one yeah. so far. So we're just gonna go with it. How did you propose? Well, it just kind of was like, uh, "Morning, dude. Just... You think we'll get married this year? Okay. No, right. it was just kind of <laughs> um, just a discussion, I suppose. How many beers did you have? <laughs> none. There was none. No beers involved at all. So, yeah, no, we just decided to. So just it was a very go much mutual thing. There was no dropping a one knee and. None of that, no. No? No. I'm not a very romantic type of guy, so. You never, like, rose petals all over a bath? bath no. Bombs? No, nothing like that. Just just a, a an adult discussion to say we should get married. Okay. And I bet she was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just it just just happened. Kind of, there was no romance. There was no massive amount of planning went into it. I could lie and say it was a magnificent proposal by me, but no, just be honest. Normal yeah. discussion. I suppose you've been living together at that point for a few for a number of years. Yeah, and I'd, so I'd, the conversation is going to be different, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't need to impress anybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> It just, yeah, I know that's a good, it's a good thing. What, when is it again? It's July, October. October. Yeah, yeah, one of them months. Yeah, July, yeah. October. Yeah, July, twenty seventh. March. It's on March. <laughs> March weather. I need to put that into my diary. You do. Diaries are great. I got yeah. one. Just, it's, it's just nice to write you stuff mean a down. A journal. A diary is a woman's version, isn't it? No, no, I don't know. Fact check that. I'm telling you, diaries are not. No, no, it's a, a 2019 diary. Yeah, my diary also says diary on the front. Okay. And you put out down all the exciting things like the bills you have to pay and when they go out. <laughs> Growing up is so much fun. <laughs> and trying to write down some interesting stuff so someone did pick it up, thinking. Be like, wow, Grant Hunter, it, he it, had it some. It does like, make you look more professional there, you know. Yeah. Whatever this thing. <laughs> Oh, you want me to go to your party? Let me just let me just look at that. And you open up your diary, and there's literally nothing there. <laughs> I think I can make it. <laughs> I think there's a window here. Yeah. You don't specify how large the window is or how many months it is, but uh, you mentioned you have a window in your schedule. See, I've got a bit of a window. Four months. 
No, they're good because I have an awful memory. So if I don't write it down, I won't remember. Yeah, well, I, that's one thing I start doing is like a to-do list. I've been training. A, I actually have my diary in the car. Mm-hmm. I brought it with me just in case just something in case interesting something happened. Up. And a notebook. And you could take it out. No, yes, Trevor, I do believe I have a window in my skin. Yeah, I got, I, I got. <laughs> I've written down your birthday in it as well. All oh, right, cool. <laughs> just page after page of no one else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> birthday, three months, oh, five months blank, six months blank. Yeah. Wedding. Honeymoon. Where's the honeymoon? Um, what have we talked about going to? Mail. Germany for a few days, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then we s- said Munich, and then I started looking up to see where Porsche was and Volkswagen was and oh. BMW. And where are they all based? Are they all in Munich? Uh, they're, uh, no. They're not. So <laughs> I think BMW is, has a some sort of museum in Munich. But I just I I'd, I'd like to kind of hire a car, go out on the autobahn, and do a bit of speeding. <laughs> it feel good because you yeah. can do it legally. Yeah, exactly. Germany yeah. for how long? Uh, we probably just go for four or five days because we're going to leave Lewis at home. So yeah, he'll miss us. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Who else in our years getting married or got married? Uh, there's well, a lot I of the girls. I guess we can't really talk about that. Most of the girls, I think, in our year have gotten married. Yeah, some of the fellas haven't got married. Me and you. We haven't got married. No. no. When anyone? are we getting married? You make it sound like we're going to do that together. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I hadn't realised, Trevor, those feelings. <laughs> Why do you think I wanted to do this podcast together? Oh, there we go. How romantic. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to hear this. <laughs> all four. Yeah, all four people. Um, <laughs> all four. Oh, who, who else got married in that year? I don't know. I suppose we can't really talk about it, can we? No, we can't. We can just make up names. Steve. Steve got married. Yeah. Uh, Steve. Bart. <laughs> Anonymous. 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 Has any boy in our year actually got married? <laughs> I don't think yeah, so. I don't. Yeah. Oh, have they? Yeah. There's there's three or four. All oh, right. What? Yeah. In our year, in school. Fellas. Oh, fellas. Oh, no. Oh, so no. some of the girls have got married. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of the girls have yeah. got married. Yeah. But I don't think any of the fellas have. I guess that sort of shows where, where we are. Yeah. <laughs> or what we were. Yeah. And who we are. Do you ever think that when we were all in school together that life would be where we are right now. God, I sound like a cliche from an 80s growing up movie, a coming well, of age. The like, wonder years. Weren't we meant to meet up at a specific time, at a specific place. <laughs> yeah, we all just texted each other and went, yeah, I don't think I can do it now. Oh, we actually did text each we other. Did, did yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. When was the date? It was uh, Friday the 13th oh, it was. of August 2010, I do believe it was. Wow. I don't, re- I don't remember that. Yeah, and uh, I texted Grant and you were in America. So we decided mm, it was a bit difficult. England. Oh, England. Probably, yeah. We decided it was a bit difficult and neither <laughs> Grant nor myself could be really bothered to do it and we mutually agreed that we were okay with that at least we communicated yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I think yeah so what is it whenever we were 12 yeah. 13 14 there we all said we should we should make a pact you know like what you'd see in the movies the like, American pie yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was a bit more nerdy <laughs> yeah. we're, we're gonna make a pact we should all meet at this date at that time yes here but we never picked a. We picked the date and time, but we never picked the the whereabouts. Location. Yeah. We all. Was not supposed to be somewhere in the middle of the three of us? Mm. Yeah, and then we discovered it was a lake. <laughs> 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 I thought we were going to throw a dart. 
at the map. That's right. Yeah, that was the other suggestion. But it was really hard to get a dart and a map together. Yeah. So we just... Yeah. yeah. The that obstacles that, that we faced and we didn't overcome is rather <laughs> embarrassing, really, isn't it? Then we thought about having the map on a table there and then we'd turn around uh, opposite the map and then we'd tie our fingers together and then wherever it went down on the on the <laughs> map, we'd go. I don't remember that. Uh, well, I suggested it and you all laughed. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds silly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was something we'd planned and, and it never happened. But it's still crazy. I mean, we're we're eleven years on, twelve twelve years on since this year. This June will be twelve years since yeah, well, I, myself I'm and Grant stopped being in school, and it'll be thirteen. Well, I'm one of the four scenarios you're to get, you know, be thirty. Uh, yeah, you will be. Yeah, I was one of the oldest, wasn't I? Is Simon's same birthday as you? Mm-hmm. He'll be the same. Mm-hmm. He'll be th- what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do for an activity for my thirtieth? For your thirtieth? Yeah, go go garden or something like that. I thought you were having a thirtieth party. Yeah, well, like beforehand, um, we're gonna have an activity. Then the next day we're having a bar- uh, barbecue. In this time of year. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm on for the barbecue. That's definitely something I'll be on yeah, for. Yeah, like I'll probably get a marquee or something like that. Mm. Uh, any of the ones from England and I'll, you know that uh, I worked with overseas. You know they're they're making a big effort there. So where are they going to be staying actually? <sighs> this is a nice house you got, Owen. Well, <laughs> I'm staying up with you. Well, they can stay down here then. You've, so there's at least one bedroom for you. Oh. <laughs> I'm not giving a bunch of random. Nah, is is it all in the GAA club for the whole night? Is it? Or are we sleeping bags? Down? There we go. Sorry, sleeping bags in the GAA club. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they'll approve of that. Now nah, I think there's there's a uh, there's one house. There's like a B and B house not so far away. Well, a good distance away. And how far is the GAA ground from your house, roughly? I don't know, like two mile. Two mile our yeah, ground, so we could get taxi back no bar. Well, you're not staying at my house. Am I not? I don't think so. Well, I'm not staying at my house. Where are you staying? Well, I'm going to be staying with with, with the ones that came over. Oh. I think, I don't know, I haven't quite well, uh, I, yeah. done done the whole logistics side of it. Oh, well, I don't mind. If I have to drive up and drive back, I don't mind. Um, Where's the nearest... No, no, you're not doing that. Okay. Where's the nearest hotel or... See, this is the thing. I, I went to look at hotels there. I thought to myself the best thing to do is just, uh, like, everybody go to the, like... Uh, the Four Seasons of Monaghan and then it's just one taxi ba- back and forth but then uh, one there's only a couple of rooms left and two it's like double the price I couldn't figure out why and I was like it's Valentine's weekend uh. Valentine's 14th and, my, and uh, two days later is, uh, my, the, is the party but I said there was some B&B it's got like five rooms and you can you can. she said you can, we can do whatever you want we can have double a double bed three uh, three singles whatever Okay, that's all in good. between. We'll figure it out. I will work it. It's not for another. It's not two weeks. It's not next weekend. It's week. The weekend Excuse after. me, the weekend yeah, after. Stag so. do next weekend. Who's? Oh no, I'm not going to ask that on the podcast. No. Um, no. Yeah. We're going to Galway. Are so you going to Galway? Yeah, we're going. We're doing paintballing in Longford somewhere. There's paintball. Oh, there is. Yeah, but I can't remember. Is that near Ballymahan or somewhere like that? Mm, pass. I'm not sure. I say somewhere like that. Uh, like, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure if you know. When I was told it was in Longford, that didn't mean Ballymahan. Not aware of anywhere in Longford town <laughs> that does Bally, that does the paintballing. I don't know. I don't know. To be fair, I just got a group message, and that group that I'm with on 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 Messenger or um, WhatsApp, there are like some of the videos you just do not want to be watching. <laughs> Moving swiftly yeah. on. Moving swiftly on, indeed. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think back to some good times from school with the three of us. We could be here a while. Yeah. <laughs> and a war Grant, do you, remember, uh, do you remember blowing grass at the top of the fire? Oh, that was very exciting, wasn't fire it? Fire escape, yeah. I do think about it sometimes. Yeah. What? I, I knew that memory yeah. would last forever. What? You weren't there. You wouldn't understand. All right. But it was myself, yourself, and uh, Colin. Did he come up? He did. And we decided it was like near the end of sixth year, do you remember? Yeah. It was a nice sunny day. And we decided to be really rebellious and blow grass at the top of the fire escape, yeah. Blow grass? Yeah, so you know when you get a blade of grass, you put it between your hands and then you blow it and it goes like... Oh, yeah? Yeah, the three of us did that. because That's we how rebels. cool we were. We, we knew that, that for that moment, we were the only people doing that in the school and we knew that that made us... Weird? Potentially. <laughs> but those are the chances you have to take when you're forging a path of self-discovery. Of enlightenment. Of enlightenment. <coughs> what about the lasers hey in Star Wars have you still got o- have you got over <laughs> that yet who was that we were talking to Philip oh Paul yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah so so those the night there they you know The Matrix is one of my favourite films yes and uh, they watched you just watched uh, yeah a thing where it like deconstructs The Matrix and points out all the flaws a video on YouTube can't yeah. remember what it's called but. And, and, and you know I would say but you could do that with any film and and then they kind of looked at me. It was like, oh yeah, like what? Yeah. And I went, okay, let's talk about Star Wars, and about how the how the lasers work. And then they were they were, they were still stumped. And I was like, come on, this is really easy. I was like, if I have a li- a light, what is it, a lightsaber? Yeah. Safer, yeah. <clears throat> and I switch it on. What's stopping it from going? Uh, forever forever <laughs> you know what I mean like there's nothing at the end of it there the, to stop it the batteries <laughs> and then it's like and then another like whenever they're swinging it across one another like what's physically stopping whenever the hit each other you know it's like choo, choo, choo. yeah you the know? idea of light being able to cut things I suppose you can have lasers that cut you know like yeah. laser eye surgery and, 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 and then I uh, said that. Well, and what about like the Millennium Falcon is that yeah. what it's called yeah. there whenever it shoots the lasers out I was like that's harsh shit there. If it shoots lasers out at the speed of light, you'll never see them. So are they, is, is the bullets faster than the lasers? Because yeah. I can't see bullets, but I can see the lasers. And they'd also be solid streams. They'd be, they'd be so, yeah, just yeah, it'd a be solid, solid stream. It'd be a solid bar until you release the, yeah. you know, if you shine a light on a, on a, a board like a laser, you know, and you turn <laughs> off the darkness, you will see like a, like a, like, you know, like a sniper rifle scope, laser sight, you know? Yeah. And you'll see the, the solid line all the way up to where it hits an object. So really, when they fire the lasers, it should just look like turning on a very focused torch. <laughs> but obviously, it could see it. <laughs> but the other things about Star Wars is they've explosions in space. In space, can't explode. No explosions. There's no oxygen, so how would anything catch well, fire? Like the, do they not create their own oxygen? Yeah, but in space. In space. Yeah, as in oh, out, like so actually like the outside of a ship. All right, I thought you meant like the planet. Yeah. yeah, but when it hits the outside of the ship, there's also some of the oxygen is escaping because there's a hole in it. Yeah. So then, does the there's also the, the 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 flaw in um, spoilers for anybody who's not seen it, but in <laughs> the in the in, uh, in the uh, in the last Jedi, where one big ship is chasing another ship, <coughs> and I think it's the last Jedi, or is it? Yeah, I think it's the last Jedi. See, the Force Awakens, the last Jedi, but uh, they're like, yeah, we're nearly out of fuel. You know, we don't have enough. Uh, we don't have enough. Uh, you know, propellant or whatever to keep us going. Propellant? Or whatever, you know, propulsion. Fuel, Fuel, right? But, yeah. Nuclear power. But whatever it is to push the ship forward, like what propels it, right? 
but in space, it's a vacuum. So there's near zero resistance. So for example, if you hit something that causes you to go at the speed of light and you turn off the engines, you're going to keep traveling at the speed of light because there's nothing to slow you down, yeah. right? So they're like, oh no, we're running out of fuel. Yeah, just, just point in the direction you want to go, turn off the engine and just keep flying at that speed. But this seems totally beyond the concept of the people who made the film. It's so, a bit of a, when you think about it, it just kind of breaks the whole movie. <clears throat> I have a question for the audience there, you know. If you're in a car that travels the speed of light and you get in it and drive the speed of light and you switch the lights on, what happens? <laughs> I guess they can't answer back, can they? No, well, I mean... Go to offtopic.com Offtopic.com I thought it was OTF. <laughs> no? Wait, say it again? Nah, never mind. <clears throat> it was a joke by Steve, uh, Steve Wright. Yeah. Yeah. That I butchered. Yeah. So if you get in the car and uh, it's going at the speed of light and you turn on your lights, does anything happen? That was the delivery, essentially. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know. Do, I mean, is there a way of turning a car into lightsabers? So when you turn on the lights, it goes, shoom, shoom, shoom. Well, no, because it'll only go about yay high. That car will start to. <laughs> and then you can oh, hit yeah. things with it. I meant lasers, not lightsabers. But yeah. Oh, like actual lasers. Yeah, yeah. So what was what were they using in Star Wars? I, oh, it's, they were using laser guns and then laser guns. Yeah. Hey, you come on. <laughs> and those guys, uh, you know, the stormtroopers who could never hit anything. Do you ever watch that thing, uh, Neil deGrasse? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. He he just rips apart a film by physics that don't exist. Always or in do exist yeah. and, and are not put in the film. It's you n- never heard of this. Uh, which film is it? Do you remember any of them? You know, so um, he I, where where is this now? You can go to some website there and say uh, say like you know the film Gravity. Yeah. With uh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. He explains scene by scene parts of the film that cannot are not possible, and uh, people hated him for doing this because they were saying you ruined my film and he was like you didn't have to watch what I put up like I was just putting it up because it was boring <laughs> but it's meant to be really interesting I think I'd like to watch that actually yeah like a lot of films There's well I don't know about a lot of films there but like he goes detail by detail you know because yeah. he's a very smart man yes he's a very very smart man I like Neil Scrassy Tyson <clears throat> has he got his own podcast no not that I'm aware of yeah um, you probably find it very difficult to get it off the ground why is that? Oh, because the physics. It's very hard. Oh, oh yeah, to get podcast started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could relate. <laughs> yeah, so anybody that's good at marketing, go yeah. to the offtopic.com. Offtopic. <laughs> I think uh, issues with the name are causing problems with reaching our audience. <laughs> that's why they didn't reply back. That's it, yeah. Uh, what do you think of the new series of The Simpsons? Haven't seen it. No? Have you seen it? No. I say, you know the one on Channel 4? Yeah. It's actually quite good. You know, compared to like a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, because like, do you watch the I don't really, I don't really watch it anymore. You don't even watch it with Lewis? No, I just probably look at the, the best bits of certain characters on YouTube. Yeah. And just let Lewis watch it. Hans Molman yeah. presents. The, them, them, was it Mem's memes on uh, yeah. Facebook? They were so funny that I was like, hi, my name's Mo, or as the ladies like to call me. Hey, you in the bushes. 
Did you like the Hans Moman video I put on the other day? Yeah, it, it was really good. And the uh, the the Rainier Wolfcastle one, McBain. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Grant would know that. Which the Rainier Wolfcastle one? Yeah, of where so it stitches all the. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. watched it a couple of times. Pretty cool, it yeah. is, yeah. They could do yeah. so do a spin off. Yeah. Mendoza. <laughs> what do <are> you say, <laughs> McBain? Yeah. It's every little part there is just so <laughs> vigorously done well. Yeah. It's amazing how The Simpsons just went terrible who, who, after so long. Who was your favourite character? In The Simpsons? Yeah. Probably Hans. You like Hans more yeah. yeah. What's like, your favourite scene with Hans? I can tell you mine. What? When Homer Simpson is like trying to overtake him and he's yeah, got the birthplace yeah. of an Edgar Allan <laughs> Poe in the back of a truck and Homer's like ramming the back of him and he's like, I can't see. And then he comes off the road. Um, oh no, actually I'm confusing it with the other scene. You know the one where he's driving the little car and he gets knocked off. He goes, I just made my last payment. And he comes down the hill and he stops right before a tree. And then his car goes, boom. <laughs> uh, mine's the scene with you're talking about there. Where Homer's ramming him in the back. He goes, oh, no. And then, uh, and then he runs again. Oh, now you've done it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol has ruined my life. Can you remember how old he is? It's like kissing a peanut. Authority? Uh, is he? I'm, I'm 34 years old or something. I'm usually pretty good at remembering Simpsons quotes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That's what old age is getting to you. That's it. It happens when you hit 30. Haven't hit 30 yet. What's going to happen, hey? We're Grant's 30. the only person here who's We're actually 30. hit 30. We're oh. all hitting 30 this year. You were hitting 31 this year, Grant, aren't you? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you do for your 30th? Went to Mallorca. Really? Yeah. yeah, for a week. With? Uh, Emma and Lewis. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to yeah. say some bloke called Dave. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah why well, i'm 30 this year yeah i'm not gonna do anything why why don't we all just arrange to meet up in the place <laughs> yeah exactly for my 30th <laughs> yeah, let's that, just that worked so well the last time <laughs> yeah we should go camping i've never gone camping I've have you never gone camping? camping i'd love to go do you know what? i say that camping, i don't think yeah. i've oh wait no i did inadvertently go camping once yeah we should just like camp out <laughs> how do you in inadvertently go camping? well i went to i went on a missionary trip when i was 16 to uganda okay and part of that involved going camping okay but it wasn't a camping trip it just when we were out there there was, there no was nowhere to stay so you had to camp yeah correct cool what was that like uh challenging yeah in what way well mosquitoes yeah mosquitoes um no toilets well what's the problem with no toilets well you have to dig somewhere don't you did you have a wee shovel? Or did you no, have to use your hands? we we we. There were leaves? places along the way where you could stop. So, but I mean, toilets over there were just literally holes in the ground. Yeah, with lots and lots of flies. It's pretty. If you're if you're if you're like me and you're pretty kind of clean freak, then it's uh, really yeah. Oh yeah, well, you, you can't naked and afraid. What's that? You ever watched the program Naked? You told and me yeah, about this before. I have. What channel's it on? Uh, Discovery. 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 Great channel. Yeah. Is it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on uh, Discovery. I lo- like. I, I don't really want to bother getting Sky, but I really want the Discovery channel. I'd if be the, happy with that. If you could, I don't know, well, maybe you can, but if you could just subscribe like a handful of dollars or euros a month just for that one channel that you could have on your phone, that would be brilliant. Mm. There's yeah. so many good shows on. I wonder why TV broadcasters don't do that, where they allow it, you know, if you want this channel, you just pay a whatever subscription to get that channel. Mm-hmm. I suppose some channels would probably just, they'd automatically just take a hit because 
you know, some of the shopping yeah. channels no one wants to watch. So. Yeah, well, Naked and Afraid is basically uh, two people and they're, what would you say, they're, they're, they're P- not, not judged, but they're like, you know, when you write down stuff. Great. Like, like oh, um, I guess graded. You know, graded, like yeah. You know, like they're, they're assessed. assessed. There they're, they're assessed about how good they are at survival. And then uh, based on their assessment there, they put them in a situation for 21 days. And they're in and they're naked and afraid. Of course. That's the name of the And they're only allowed like one one item each. And is it an item from a list or can you just pick what you want? I'd say it'd be from a list. You know it's probably like the usual stuff like fish and line or <laughs> fish and maybe line something to lie down on that's usually, for sleeping. Usually the man picks a machete so that you can make shelter. And then, uh, I mean, look at if you're smart enough there, like the the next item is going to be a fire lighter. Yeah. Because people really do not understand how difficult it is to start a fire. Yeah. It's all right to start a fire in conditions there that are that suit, you know? At home with a stove and yeah. fire lighters and, and I've never lit log. a fire naturally. You know what I mean? Like I tried lighting no. that thing and it burnt the carpet. Yeah. You know? That's how difficult it was. Yeah. The fire <laughs> no fire lighter. There's no fire lighter. All right. You know, so yeah. how, how you meant to, how you meant to start a fire with no fire lighter? Yeah. So then Trev had the good idea of what do you call what the you know fire the, log? Yeah, fi- no, not even a fire log. You know the the thing you break off. The fire lighter. That's a fire lighter. <laughs> That's a fire lighter. Okay, so now we're getting we're get we need to, we need a bit of context. <laughs> we here. need to <laughs> we need to be able to differentiate between the fire lighter. Yeah. And the fire lighter. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so you know the fire lighter. Or the, yeah. Like a cigarette lighter. A cigarette lighter. Yeah. All right. Okay. A lighter. A lighter. And the fire lighters. So what's the difference between a fire lighter and a lighter? Well, a lighter lights things, and a fire lighter lights a fire. But sure, it's still fire that comes out of the lighter. Yes, but the fire lighters don't naturally produce fire. You oh. have to light them on fire. Okay. And then they light your fire. Okay, so there was no lighters in this house. Owen's lighter was in his pocket. And then I decided there, oh, sure, I'll just, you know, the stove. Yeah. Gas. Is it the gas? No, it's yeah, electric gas. stove. Electric stove. I just let it get, like, piping hot there, and then I just stuck the fire lighter on, and then it was like, poof. It's it, wow. it, it ignited, you it, know. It do that. But, but by the t- <laughs> by the time I got round to the fire, there I started burning my fingers. I was like, ah, you motherfucker! And I threw it in, and it hit it down in the ground, <laughs> and then it caught completely <laughs> Oh shit! The house is on fire. And then I was like, what am I gonna do? And then I was like, I need a glass of water. So I went and got water there. <laughs> the ground. <laughs> so hence why we've got the carpet over the carpet. You could use a, a piece of paper and a toaster. Well, he doesn't. You don't have a toaster, do you? Yeah, it's one in the corner. All oh, right, but like I tried using the using the paper there, but the paper burns too fast. So by the time you get it from here to there, you've got a whole load of uh, ah, burnt paper. Yeah, yeah burnt papers on the ground. Could have brought the toaster in. Uh, well, where are you going <laughs> to plug it? That extension lead only goes to here. Yeah, you don't need to put the. F- Toaster in the fire. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that distance from here to there isn't that far away from there to the stove with a fire lighter. That that is true. You know what I mean? And you can't get a fire lighter I'd inside the toaster. In. I'd love to have walked in and see you take a sheet of fire lighters and put it in the in the in the toaster and ah, it <laughs> pops up and the whole room's on fire. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> 
But anyway, naked and afraid. You, yeah, naked and afraid. You've got so, a lighter. So, so the whole point is, it's very difficult to start fire. You know, I ca- I couldn't even do it in a house. <laughs> How? Yeah. But the the point still stands there. It it is very. Di- I mean, you're you're thrown in conditions there where it could be very humid. I mean, if it's very humid or very cold, it's very hard to start a fire. Yeah. You know, whereas people that are growing up in Americans, I do campfires all the time. They've got uh, a lot of help more yeah. than I do. You know what I mean? There's so many variables thrown in. The first thing you'll see in Naked and Afraid is tr- takes three or four days to make uh, start a fire. You know, because like they're trying traditional ways, yeah. like say, uh, like a fiddle. I, I don't know the name, the proper name of it there, but it'd be a fiddle. So it'd be a stick with a string. Yes. And, and then, then a, lo- a long diagonal stick. And then you put pressure on there. And, and the friction should start a fire. And the friction yeah. starts a fire. Or uh, like someone there where they just scrape, you know, the scrape. A bit oh, of yeah. And have kindling beside it. But um, like I've, I've seen fellas wear themselves out for three days straight trying to create fire. And one of the items that you can have is a fire lighter. Yeah. Like a... Oh, I get you. Mm-hmm. you know? And how long does the, the competition go on for when you're competing against another person? Like, is it like a week You don't compete. So you're there for 21 days, and then what happens after 21 days? You get... To you get, get rescued, don't they? Yeah, but you have to go somewhere. Yeah, so oh. at the very beginning, you get a, a... It's not a bag, but it looks like a bag. Like, it's a natural-looking bag made out of, like, I don't know, trees or something. Right. And open the bag, and that's where your two items are. But then you've got a map and, uh, like, w- your... Your pickup point, I suppose. Is it? Yeah. And it'll tell you, you know, okay, after 21 days, this is where your rescue is going to be. You know, so you have to make... Uh, you free roam doing whatever you want. You can yeah. do, you know, generally people go to walk for a little bit, and then uh, they make shelter. After, like, half a day, they make shelter and try and start fire. But a lot of them quit. Within the first few days, a lot of them quit. Yeah, and you can see, it, you can see it almost straight away because people go in with a kind of arrogance as if, yeah, this is going to be easy, man. I just do that. I do this every day. My me and my dad used to do this all the time. I was like, yeah, but you used to weren't in Cambodia. Yeah, you know what I mean. And is it, presumably there must be some sort of control environment because otherwise, in the wild, when you're not, you know, no shelter, no clothes, and you've only two items, like it's easy to die. Yeah, you know, there, there has to be behind the scenes. Yeah, they like do that. have a team of doctors in case uh, yeah. someone gets too ill. Yeah, yeah. Somebody and gets often, I've seen it a few times where the person has been sent home. So then <coughs> that leaves one person left by themselves, mm. which is probably... And did, really can the bad. two people work together? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the whole point of it. I mean, well and truly... If oh, that's why they get two items, because they can pick one item each. Yeah, one item each. And uh, it's always uh, a boy and a girl. Okay. And uh, what you'll what you'll find is if they don't work together, you'll you'll find a lot of friction at the beginning there because uh, you, you know the man's probably going to try and be an alpha there and say you know you do this and I'll do that, but it it doesn't work. You have to work as a team. You have to work as a, it makes yeah. so it makes it so much easier. Yeah. You you, you see um, where people gel together. Yeah. Even uh, for morale. Yeah, it's really good for morale. You know, I've seen episodes where people get along so well together that uh, they're near—they're not having a blast, but they're making the best of a bad situation. You yeah, know, they're just cracking jokes with one another, saying, "What are we going to do when and we get home?" Like, do they like what's the weather conditions like? I mean, do they have to try and make clothes for themselves as well to try and, or is it, so, is it, or is it tropical do, enough that it depends it's warm? on the environment? They, you could be stuck into a hot desert or a 
a humid jungle, so it's just it varies. Yeah, and they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. I mean, I, I I'd assume they'd probably give them a hint. Uh, you know, so they can train themselves up 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 to that moment. You know, like if they're going to be, if they're going to be in a desert there. You know, get used to like desert conditions. Like yes. do whatever training training you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there's episodes like behind the scenes. Yeah, and uh, behind the scenes you'd see like some people do do like a diary or recording diary. Yeah, of where they walk around barefoot in like, you know, just just like a street. And then they build themselves up there. They harden their feet. You know, the same way you'd harden your oh, fingers yeah. up for, yeah. for a guitar. Yeah. They'd, they'd have to do the same with their feet. Like, yeah. You know, because there's no way. I mean, even if you, if you went out onto that street there with the pebbles, like, could you, how, how, how many minutes could you do before you'd have to sit down? Yeah, I've, I remember going out before and, and it's like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. And especially if one pebble hits your foot the wrong way because it's yeah. so soft. You know what I mean? You're just on the ground the crying like a bitch. The smaller ones are the worst, aren't they? Yeah, because they just hit you a certain way. Yeah, well, it's imagine imagine being in the in the forest there with sticks and all all different things sliding down, getting cuts, like. Uh, so there's no objective to carry out. They just have to s- survive the twenty one yeah. days. Survive the twenty one days, get rescued. Wow. And it's and presumably they have to kill their own food and get their own food and that yeah, sort of thing. yeah, very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. It's not easy catching stuff whenever. And are they close to a good water supply? <coughs> no, it's whatever's there. Whatever's there. The you're, the see the thing is, I I would safely say, they're put in a set uh, in a in an area where like like professional survivalists or whatever you want to call it would say, you know what, this is the perfect point here because no matter what direction they go, there's some something for them. To uh to you know make their mind think oh this is a good area yeah but the problem is there's so much free choice they could be before it or they could be you know yeah there's no there's no guiding factor really. yeah I mean that's the thing there they they'll hit a pint and it's like it's nearly dark we need the heat to create fire and we need light to create shelter if we go too far then uh, and and not get somewhere somewhere immediately uh, set up. It could, it could hurt their chances the first night. And how long is each episode? Like when you're watching it? It's like half an hour. It's an hour. hour. About an hour, yeah. And that yeah. that's for one group, you know, for the 21 days. There was a special. Did you watch the special? No, no. There was this special, and I think, I can't remember, I think it was like 50 days, but it was all people that had already survived the 21 days. Oh, yeah. There was loads of them. Loads so of like them. a yes. champion of champions sort of. You survive this, can yeah, you now survive yeah, this? Yeah, that's very good. That, that's a good way of describing mm. it. There was this girl. She was insane. She was absolutely insane. She didn't even survive the twenty-one days, but she was just such good TV, and she sabotaged everybody. Yeah, it was crazy. She was absolute. Uh, Hara or something was her name, and she just on the twenty-one days. Um, she was with, She was very active. She would go out and do this. She had a lot of energy and she had a lot of uh, knowledge. But the other, this was in the in in, in a beach, and uh, it was very very hot. And the sea breeze there was crisping them, you yeah. know, burning them. And uh, the other fella was really really lazy, and his uh, his strategy was uh, just stick it out. You know, just drink uh, drink little and often when they got their uh, water supply and then just if you could find simple sources of food there go for it instead of 
chasing after something and exhorting. He didn't want to exhort that much energy. Yeah. They they um, did not get on well at all. And eventually, I think she got heat stroke and had to bow out. And he just kept laying there and he survived the 21 days. So he was right. He was way. clever. Well, I mean, he assessed the situation better. Like, he uh, he used his energy wisely, you know, and, and, and just ride out, you know, rid out the storm. Because I think a lot of people go in very boorish or bullish. and yeah. uh, guns blazing sort guns of thing. Guns blazing, yeah. and, and they think they can get shelter and make them make it very sustainable, as yeah. you know, as if they can make traps and, and get a, a fresh supply of food all the time. But, like... They just don't realize the challenge of it. So then, whenever she went to the fifty day or forty day challenge, she met up with these couple of dudes, and they were the same. They were like, uh, "Look, we don't to go up and climb and get that coconut is not worth it." Yeah. For the amount of en- the, the energy expelled, get the coconut, you wouldn't replenish the energy. Yeah. So why bother? Yeah. She went up and got the coconut there, and and she was like, "Hey, look at this, boys!" And they were like, "So what?" While you were doing that, we caught a fish. And uh, she got a night at that. Got their special items, you know, like machetes and water cans and everything, and just fired it into this little uh, little river. Wow. And, uh, it's mad. And the, the water canteen was floating uh, floating on the river. And there was a, one dude, was uh, he was very, uh, like, alpha male there. I was like, what are you doing? This other man was like, no. he was like, namaste type fella. I was like, no, you know, she'll do the right thing. Look, she's going in, she's doing the right thing. You know what she did? She, she whenever she threw the canteen in there, she made the mistake of uh, not opening the lid. So she went in, opened in the lid, and then filled it with water, and then it sank to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> what a woman. <laughs> oh, man. And then she bowed out. And then they had to uh, deal with the consequence of what she did. Did they survive it? Can't remember. I remember there was two lads, and they they were getting eels. They were that good at their job, and they were so like mannish. Like this dude had a spear and caught an eel and was getting electrocuted there and held on to it. And then uh, though the dude managed to chop the head off, and then they had a big massive feast with everybody that night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You seem excited by that. It was, it was good. Yeah, it sounds like a good program. It, it, it's, it really pulls on the strings, on people's strings. There, it's like, I think everybody kind of imagines, you know, imagines themselves like the film Castaway. You know, yeah. something happens. You're on a deserted island, and Wilson. Everybody thinks they could kick ass. Yeah. when they're stranded, but it, probably not. Yeah, no. I don't think people real. I mean, even. I remember, remember I was at your house one time and uh, it was, there was a lot of snow and there was no electricity. Right. There was no electricity there and your father came home there and was like, uh, you're not, uh, you're not get fresh water. And, and you said, oh, well, the roads, the roads are too dangerous to go and get water. And he looked at you and it was like, you know, use your loaf. And you're looking at him, what do you mean? Well, there's a pot and there's snow and there's gas. You don't remember that? I do remember it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, something that simple. Yeah, like, you wouldn't think of doing that. I mean, like, he's older and all that. Like, we were real young at the time there. Yeah. But something simple, like, everyday life there, like, okay, there's no there's no supply of water. What are we going to do? We can't go to the shop. Do you know? Yeah. Mm. Was it, we couldn't go to the shop. I, yeah, I, I can't. Like, I don't really remember, but I remember the snow. 
maybe it was, could have been out of laziness. I just didn't go for it. Wow, that, that could have could been. Could have been it. That could have been. It sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> but you know, like, if the electricity went out, like, what, what, what would happen? Right now? Yeah. But well, the podcast would suddenly stop. Well, let's say all the electricity went out. What would you do? I'd light the, the candles in the corner first to give myself light. That's the first thing I'd do. Mm. Um, then I'd probably just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably would. Like at home there, like we have a generator, uh, like a big ass gen- generator out the back. You know, and we, like, and well and truly that, the size of that thing, we could power a nubeless like, but uh, it's just for all the three phase equipment that we have in the shed. But we could plug that up if we need, really needed it. And is there a place you can plug the mains in your house and connect it up to that? As in to... I, I don't actually know. I know we can we can plug up the tractor generator. Just have the tractor going. But then if you ran out of fuel, what would you do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm. If it's not something we've ever had to possibly think about ourselves. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, if we did have to think about it, like if, if, if it turned out to be a, like the apocalypse, what would you do? Like go, to bed. Huh? Go, go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> Grant's answer for everything. Yeah. yeah. It mean, works. I mean, your debit, debit card didn't work at the start of the week there, and that really put strain on you. Yeah, it did, yeah. Do you know what I mean there? And it's not as though it's not as though you didn't have the money. Yeah, it's funny. I was chatting to, you know, Nigel, the guy who comes over and does, you know, can do jobs for me and fixes things. He's very good, like. And I said, like, I don't know about the bank card problem. And he said, did you not just go into the bank and ask them for money? I was like, you can do that? And he's like, it's your money. And if you've got ID and you've an account there, he's <coughs> like, it's it's a pain, but they ha- they can give it to you, yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn, I would have just taken out 200 quid, like, you know, and you'd be sorted. But and I'm so used to ATM and, yeah, you know, I mean, and the banks don't want to deal with you these days, you know? Yeah, that is true. It is true, though. Like, there, there's so many things... You take for granted. Well, I, a simple thing, right? I went into the bank to, to reorder my card. Because back in the day, you know, if you had a problem with your card, you go into your bank and you talk to whoever's a customer service and they go, right, take your details and we'll order one for you. But I went in and the, the lady in the in the bank just said to me, go on the machine and order it yourself. And I said, can I do that at home? She's like, yeah. I was like, well, what's the point of the bank really anymore? I can I can transfer money online. You know, I can set up direct debits online. I can order myself new cards. I can change my details. Like, and banks really, they just don't want to see you really anymore. Unless that, you're well, going in for like a loan or a mortgage, which is because they can take money off you. Yeah, unless there's something specialized there. Yeah, exactly. Really want to yeah. see you. I think there's going to be a whole lot of kids growing up who aren't going to know how to manage their money because there's no financial advice. Well, yeah, the you same know? way that we don't know any survival skills. Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's I mean analogous. Our, our, maybe not our parents there, but like definitely our grandparents would have had to learn some survival skills. Yeah. You know, they would have had nothing. They would have, It would have been pre-World War One and Two, Yeah. And it would have just simply been a couple of animals on the farm, and that was how they sustained it. Yeah. And they made every cut possible. Yeah. Even the bones well, of, I, of a carcass yeah, there was used for bone I think, broth. I think there's huge things nowadays, and I can speak for myself from my own experience as well on this, which is, like, back in the day, there were certain skills that were just taken for granted. Like, you going up to neighbours, talking to neighbours, talking to people you didn't know, approaching someone you didn't know, you know, talking to people and socialising was just seen as what you did and then, you know, each person had their specific vocation or their field that they worked in and had specialist knowledge and you'd consult people. And nowadays, it's like we're having to teach kids how to, like, socialise. 
and it's not it? even the. Well, the, it was Gemma that said that. Uh, what is the, the Japanese there? Ch- Chinese or Japanese? See, Japanese. Japanese. The Japanese have to take lessons to, uh, to date, isn't it? To date. Dating lessons. That was her words, but we never actually fact checked that. that. Do you know yeah. that? No, we didn't. Um, and here we are, one year later. Still not fact checked. <laughs> still not fact checked. <laughs> yeah, with the computer in front of us. <coughs> yeah, but that involves, you know, moving the Effort, microphone. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Grant, he just looks like he wants to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> whenever things get too tricky. Grant, the situation, what do we do? The world's on the brink of a, of, of collapse. I'll just go to bed. I will sleep on it. Sleep on it. Yeah. Nope, it all fixes itself. Yeah. Someone else will do that job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If it's something I don't have any control over, why why worry worry about it? Yeah. Stress about it. But so many people do take stuff for granted. I mean, let's just say the lights do go out right now. Yeah. And the lights do go back on. Yeah. Well, the the simple fact is somebody out there is doing what we're giving off about. Yeah, it's true, yeah. And and it's a thankless job as well there. Because if it's... We, we've evolved, you know, we're so used to the convenience of electricity and lights and, and TV and Wi-Fi that as soon as it goes off there, it's like, oh, this is an inconvenience to my life. Yes. And as soon as it goes back on, they're just like, well, it's about time. Whereas they don't realize somebody was out there fixing the problem. Yeah. For us. Someone. Some person. Yeah, some person. Not just the mystical energy supplying force. I think I think people do forget that, like... You know, when power goes off and that, you know, like electricity is in many ways a luxury, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, well, we, we, we rely on it to be a necessity, but only because it's so, so, <coughs> so much there. I mean, we haven't known life on a continuous, ba- continuous basis without electricity. Again, when I was in Uganda, you know, uh, we arrived at the first place we were staying and the lights were off. Mm. Why are the lights off? Oh, the electricity's down. Why is the electricity down? Well, the electricity might work for like three quarters of the day, but like it always goes down. Yeah. Like they just accepted that like electricity was not this thing that was always there. It was quite common. And so then they just got used to how to deal with it whenever the electricity wasn't down and great when it did work, you know, whereas we don't know any different. We we, we have electricity. And then, you know, it was like when I moved in here without Internet and it mm. was like, I can't live. I don't I don't know how to do anything on my own. I think people, re- most people even myself included there like I think people really need to do like uh, a thing where you're just out in the wilderness for a little while yeah not like naked and afraid like where it's filmed and everything there but like uh, go out into the wilderness there for two or three days what I think is scary is that we can we struggle without electricity without internet because we're so used to living our life through those things right so Mm. as I mentioned before online banking shopping um you know, communication with, even for me, communication with work, email, that sort of thing. And then electricity, how you cook, you know, how you see, having a shower, keeping yourself warm, right? But there's people nowadays who can't live without Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, to me, is another level of, well, holy crap, like, what's going on? Well, would you agree, when we grew up, if the electricity went off there, the biggest problem was, uh, you know, Losing your 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 data on the the PlayStation, right? Yeah, you know whatever you got there, the electricity got. Ah no, I lost my save. No, no. Uh, with children there, the biggest if the if the electricity goes off there, it's the Wi-Fi. Yeah. If the Wi-Fi goes off on a child there, you're screwed, because yeah. they're they're not they're not conditioned to 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 be bored. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, they, we. I remember hearing another podcast before where I can't remember who it was was discussing how we're having to teach children. How to be bored. Yeah. Would you agree with that? 
Uh, I suppose there's some sort of sense, yeah. You need to learn how to make the most of your time even when you don't have everything that you're normally used to. Mm. Like, Lewis is two, right? <coughs> yeah. And uh, how does he communicate with internet? Like, is he really into, like, iPads and... He wouldn't devices? really be into it. No, he's uh, an active child, so he kind of likes playing with Lego and I think his mo- cars I think most like children are. I think most children are. It's and when the parents introduce the technology, yeah. I think, might cause. I mean, it, it's it's trouble. it's an easy solution, isn't it? I mean, it's a short term solution. So, God, I, I got three kids screaming in the back. So, all right, I'm going to throw them this device that's got the internet connected, and that'll keep them quiet. And so, what happens is every time you go on a car journey, me need internet, me need this quick little fix, and so you create like almost like a cyber junkie you know these little kids who can work <coughs> devices and they know how to do it so much yeah, yeah instead the, of being nice by my little eye or something like yeah that. but i mean w- we, we're not, we, we're, we commute up and down to dublin and we have lewis in the car we never gave him any tablets or phones to look at or watch really yeah and he just sits there in the car looking out or <laughs> doing nothing he just Observing what's going by, he doesn't think about the the technology because we never gave it to him. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think if you can, you know, stagger it and you show him what it's used for appropriately. Because yeah. I find any time I have an activity where I have five minutes of boredom, I'm on my phone. And uh, and but then, so, but then he's too. Does he ever, you know, does he go around and uh, like play dates or anything like that? Like any? No, he's no. There's no play school or no. Oh well, he's in crash Monday. Monday to Thursday. And Crash don't introduce any, any technology to him? Um, only on an occasional time, I think. Because I think that's what happened, say, with my, a few of my nieces there, you know, they went away, you know, they're over at somebody's house there and then all of a sudden they're come back. Do you know what Snapchat is? And I goes, well, I know what Snapchat is. How do you know? It's, you know, that yeah. kind of way? Yeah. And then that's it. That's Pandora's box open. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's sometimes... Lewis, we get home in the evening time, and Lewis is a bit crabby, and we gave him Peppa Pig to watch on the phone. Yeah. The next night, he, we came home. He wanted Peppa Pig. Yeah. We gave it to him. The next night, he wanted it. We didn't give it to him. Yeah. Sure, he whined for a while, and then the next night, he didn't look for it. Yeah, that's it. So it's, it's as long as you don't get them used to. I I think I I mean I I I I think parenting is hard. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't really intend to ever do it. Oh, yeah. that's the intent. That's the reason. <laughs> I'm glad the microphone can't pick up your comment, Trevor, all the way from over there. That's no one the cares. reason. <laughs> um, but no, I, I've m- m- kind of made a resolute choice, well, at least where I am at the moment in life. I don't really want kids, but I think it's easy to try and solve the short-term problem, and then you create a longer-term problem that really needs addressing. I think if I had a few children there, like I, I, I really would push them onto them Steiner schools. Do you think so? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's no technology in them. Yeah. That's one of the fundamentals of our... Go- yeah. I think I've actually learned that. I think they're called Waldorf schools as well. A Waldorf or a Steiner school. Do you know about Waldorf or Steiner no. schools? Uh, it's an unusual way of teaching them. Like They go to a, a Steiner school. I really have to like fine-tune yeah. the way I say this there because I butchered it the last time. But Say... Uh, they learn through their own imagination. You know, instead of going, you know the way like you go to school there and the teacher's got their day 
um, uh, thought out. Yeah. You know, like, okay, this week we're going to n- learn about numbers, next week we're going to learn about whatever. It's broken down, it's subject. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the teacher just is aware of the child, and the chi- once the child realises something, you know, it's just like, wait a minute, what? I don't understand this, and the teacher says, explains it to them. So their, their mind, you, you ever notice there that you're not interested in something unless it, you can't, came across it? Like if you come across something there and you're interested in it, you 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 know you spend a lot of time and effort into it. Yeah. You know, like if, if your parents force you to play a table tennis there and you've no interest in it there, you're not going to become that good at it. But if you went to a friend's house, like let me let me have bad house, clunk clunk. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like wow, this is amazing. Yeah. I want yeah. to do this. That's the same layer, same thing with a, a Steiner school they, if they have an interest in numbers you uh, address it and then uh, show them in, in like real life situations I looked at uh, studies before of Steiner schools and what they found was uh, academically the kids when they're we'll say in third class might have an academic ability of something similar to senior infants or first class but in terms of social communication and problem solving they're they're, they're further ahead. So what happens with kids who go to secondary school then from Steiner schools is the teacher assumes that they're incredibly weak because they can't add or subtract or do things the way that we would have a convention or know how to, you know, you know, when we were in school, we learned how to bring over a bundle of 10 and carry the one and this kind of thing. <coughs> they don't know how to do that, but they do know how to, if you give them a physical problem, they know how to solve it much better. Yeah. Or if you give them a, a, a rational thinking problem, like this is like this, then this is like this, they can make the connection generally quicker. But I think one of the big things about kids in whatever thing, uh, whatever type of education system it has to be, uh, for kids between zero and, we'll say, 10 or eight, um, they learn through experience. They don't learn through direction. Yeah. So if you can get them to discovery learn as much as they can by working and a really good example of this is if you give a kid a phone right i think people know that a kid a three-year-old can operate the parent's phone often more effectively they don't know how they don't know why but the kid just instinctively has worked out the system because he's done it through trial and error i need to get to peppa pig i press this no that didn't give me peppa pig i did this and then you go find peppa pig and all of a sudden they're like boom 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 because they've they've logged it, you know what I mean? So kids learn better through experience. And it's, again, if the kid can work out how to use the phone, and that's it's good. I'll give another example. Last time you were here, yeah, when Lewis was at the piano, yeah, and he banged the few notes, and after a few more bangs, he could remember where the note was, yeah. and he knew how to turn it on, so I turned it off. And then I turned, I turned it back on, and then I showed him where I turned it off. And I turned it off, and he <clears throat> hit the button, turned it back on. Yeah. He just got it like that. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a kind of interesting thing that a kid goes, make this noise, how is it made? He doesn't know why, he doesn't care how, why, but he knows the process of figuring out. He knows A makes B happen. Yeah. And that's an important thing for anybody yeah. learning. He's starting to learn how to skip ads on is YouTube. <laughs> yeah. He sees the little skip ad button yeah. popping up and he's going with the finger. Yeah. He, he's not necessarily p- pressing it in the right place all the yeah. time, but eventually he will get it. Yeah. He gets the idea that... Yeah. Yeah, I think like, like uh, you know, if you're learning numbers or something like that, like math in a Steiner school, you know the way like a lot of uh, a lot of questions are laid out with money. You know, like if you had forty cent and uh, apples cost 
30, you know, like 15 cent each, how many apples can you get? But if you give if you give them apples and money and just get let them try and figure it out themselves, um once one it takes them a while to figure it out, but once they figure it out, that's it. Yeah. You know, they they can apply that in a lot of things. Whereas if you show it to them on paper there and then you say and just say, Well, work it out in your head, uh they can work that question out quicker. But the next question, they have to work it out the same the same way as well. Yeah, you know the the yeah. process still takes the same amount of time. Yeah, but um, the the only problem with the Steiner School is I don't think it's re- it's not regulated there, but it's not recognized. Yes, you know, like if you wanted to go to like third third level education, I don't know how it works that way. So the, the problem as well is that is that education has become a linear point A to point C. We'll call it because you've mm. got. You've got primary school, secondary school, and then. Can go to the toilet. Okay. I kind of need to. Can I continue on? I'm going to continue on. I've been sitting here waiting, holding. Do you want to continue on? Well, I mean. How long have we done? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Well, we either stop now or continue on for another hour. We can stop now. Stop now? Yeah. We just need a good segue before we go. Just let me finish my last point on I'm education. Back after these <laughs> no, screw him. Um, <laughs> that's not happening. Um, so what was I saying again about education? Yeah, it's like a linear point from A to B to C. And uh, and it's always geared about getting you from where you start to where you get to university. Yeah. But people are not all academics. And at some point, education should differentiate and diversify for the needs of people who are incredibly skillful at things that aren't the There's academia. definitely a need for more apprenticeships. Oh, absolutely. It's crucial. That type of learning. But we've created a society, society where retention rates from starting secondary school to doing the Leaving Cert is so high. Think about all the people who were in our year. How many people dropped out by the time we got to sixth year? One or two changed school? I, I don't think many dropped out. Nobody all, hardly they? dropped out. And no, it's not I the dropping out. Did. You know, people think that's the problem is people get to TY fifth year and, you know, if you go to do a vocational thing, they call it dropping out, but it should just be taking a different career path. Yeah. Yeah. And we are back. We're back. Live. Well, we're not live. No, we're, it's pre-recording. It'll be going out later. But Grant is live. Grant's live. Hey, guys. Hey, Grant. I'm alive. What do you think of the podcast? That's interesting enough. All right. That's... Just needs to... <laughs> uh, I suppose it'll take me a bit to get into it. So what do you order out of the Wish app, then? I didn't order anything yet today. Order? No. Right. What are you going to order? I don't know. It's yeah. not until I get on and start looking and thinking, geez, I need that. And then but it comes up a few it, months is, later. Is, is, thinking, is it not just cheap kind of rubbish? Now? Oh, it's cheap tat. It's, <laughs> yeah, so I was going to really say bad. that word, but... Oh, like, yeah. It's really bad. Like, no. even, like, Amazon's pretty bad, but Wish is really bad. Like, there's just so much crap on it. Yeah. Uh, ever go on AliExpress? Uh, that's meant to be even worse that than is, Wish yeah like Wish is kind of it, it's kind of like uh, stepped away from the rest of the crappy apps mm. and made itself a little bit more reputable would that be the right yeah, word yeah I guess so but uh, it's still crap it is just pure crap is yeah. it like really bad you, you wouldn't expect anything to last okay or be of great quality I don't think yeah but then it's always handy for thinking Gee, that's cool. I'll buy that. How much is it? Well, it's free, but I'll just have to pay for shipping, which is about two euro. Yeah. How do they it's make like, money off that? But you see, you'd look at some things and it'd say ten thousand people have bought this item. 
like that's a lot of people buying yeah, but, a piece of shit. But but Grant, ten, I mean a piece ten thousand people rubbish. buy free equal no money. <laughs> like how do they make money? Unless I they take fifty really percent of the postage, in which case they're just liars. They've mm. made it work somehow. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, that that could be it. Mm. They could just jack up the price of uh, deliver, you know, delivering it, and then just keep the money. You know, a certain amount go, does go. I suppose to who's going to audit Wish to make sure that they're complying with, <laughs> you know, financial regulators well, and the Americans? Maybe books. if they hear us, they'll, they'll reach out to us there and want to sponsor. <laughs> off off topic. Yeah. By sponsored by Wish. Yeah. By I Wish. S- I suppose we'd be like them, not making up. We could be satellites. Money. Then. It's like Wish is an amazing app. It's so. It will turn into the. Is amazing. We'll, we'll turn into the Stone Cold podcast. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just give me one minute here while I go advertise about my hamburger cheeseburgers. <laughs> Stone Cold old fashioned cheeseburgers. Just what you need when you're coming in from peeing out in your ATV and drinking your beer. What? And he goes on for about 10 minutes and then he's like, so, uh, Chris Jericho, tell me about your wrestling. So, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I love the way he does it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I still haven't got around to watching the first few episodes of uh, Stone Cold's podcast. My Mackin said that... Uh, They're good at the start. Yeah, at the beginning, but then he got, he got very commercialized. <clears throat> like us, we're so real at the minute. Yeah. Keeping it fresh with Keeping our real it, guest, yeah. Grant. Yeah, a real gra- yeah. guest with real life experiences with Wish App. Yeah. So anyway, wow, so you shop on a Wish, yeah? Yeah, it's dead handy. I don't know how people... You see, you see out in America there, Amazon is just the greatest thing in the world. Because if I'm out in the middle of the field or, you know, working and I forget something, my memory's bad there, even if I write it down, I still have to wait for a day off to go and buy it. Just boom, Amazon Prime, get it, order two days How long later. does it take? Two days two to days. deliver on Prime? Yeah, 90%... Well, if it's under the Prime logo, it's it's definitely two days. And you get the the, the, the app with that as well for watching and streaming. Yeah. Pretty good service. I mean, it's one area they might beat Netflix in because they offer more than just video packaging. I still think after looking between the two, you know, the two uh, entertainment services, I still think Netflix is a good bit better. Oh yeah, like it's been it's been there a while. Like it was probably the first the first decent one. Mm. <clears throat> you know, you you ever watch Amazon Prime? Um. No, just the 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 same thing. How do you I've watch watched the last three years? How do you watch the Grand Tour then? On on Amazon, it's the only thing I use. Uh, someone else's. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you're, you're one of those uh, parasites. They call. I pay I'm for using Trevor's right now. I pay. For, <laughs> <laughs> I pay for Netflix though. So you pay for the. Netflix. I pay for Netflix. They use my Netflix. Have you ever watched Black Mirror? No. You've never watched Black Mirror? Never watched That's Black what he said, Mirror. Trevor. Lad, you need to watch Black Mirror. <laughs> I've heard so much about it. It's it's crazy. I've heard so much about it there. I hear it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I did watch it. I, like, uh, I had a bit of a gap, you know, out in America there with two or three days of wet weather and where we were staying, there was like a, an area where you could watch TV. So we watched TV. Yeah, you know, I'd be mad if you'd like, you know, play PlayStation. I was trying. I'm trying to think of the name of the room now, like a common area or, you know, entertainment area. The lazy lounge. The lazy lounge, yeah, and uh, that's what we should call our studio. Lazy lounge. The lazy lounge. Yeah. Yeah, But we're working hard. Yeah, very hard. Yeah, by sitting around a fire and drinking cups of coffee. Coffee. It's all about what's in the mind. Water I'm drinking here. We want it to sound more upmarket. Watching Stephen King. I still haven't read the book. 
I've read that book twice. I lent it to Paul. I thought Eaton. there was one that you didn't read. It. It? You I haven't read all of it. Got past no. it. You haven't read all of it? No, I haven't read it all. I should no. probably give you back your book then. Do you have it? I have it. You are the person who is it. <laughs> it's unread. Is it, yeah? Yeah. I was wondering where my copy of It had gone. Yeah, it's a nice cover. White and blue on it, I think it was. Yeah. And do you still yeah. have that? Yeah, it's somewhere. Can I get that back off you? Yeah, I'll bring it next time. You don't know where it is, do you? <laughs> I know when I find it. Yeah, that's what they all say. In, there you go. I'll, 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 do you know what? When I go out to the car, I write in my diary. Oh, yeah. has he got a window yeah, in the diary? I won't forget. your hand right now to make sure you write it in the diary. Ah, no, I won't forget. <coughs> Great I, memory. There's a pen there. <laughs> write it on your hand. I'll just put it into my phone. Ah, uh, well, you could do that. <laughs> Who needs a pen and a diary when you have a I, phone? I guess, yeah. And then, you know, power will go out for 24 hours, your phone will die, and you'll be like, oh, man. Yeah, this has that? a great battery on it, my it new doesn't. phone. Oh, let, let's talk <laughs> about the make that no one has heard of. My Dynamic new phone, phone, it's called, I'm assuming it's called New, because okay. it's N-U-U. Okay. It's a, called a New G2. So it's and the second one? It's the most recent one. All right. I think they've had two other ones beforehand. When, when did you get it? Um, New Year's Day or something like that. Oh, right. What happened to yeah. your previous phone? Uh, it's just, it was just getting really, really slow when I cracked the screen and it was broken. Yeah, I was that I'd... the new one? No, <laughs> the previous one was a, <laughs> a HTC that I had for two years and it was getting really slow. So. HTC, are they still getting? Are they still pretty popular? They were a few years ago, but they don't um, seem to be making much of a, an impact. Probably there. are. Yeah, I, I don't really get an interest in phones until I need one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So since you deleted Facebook, are you going to stop with smartphones and all that jazz? Probably not, no. No? Do you have the it's Netflix app on your phone? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's dangerous, that. It's like anywhere you go, you can just watch really? something, yeah. Because like if you've got a decent 4G connection, you can just stream movies and stuff. Yeah. Very handy. Yeah, I wouldn't but, really sit down on the move and watch a, a movie. Yeah. I just... Never have the opportunity, really, I suppose. Just busy I'm, man. I'm thinking about sometime in the not-too-distant <coughs> future. It's tricky because I, we, like I you use can't Facebook. Say that. That's copyrighted. Which? The near-distant future. The not-too-distant future. Yeah, so. that's, that's the one. That's okay, copyrighted. well, in the near... Sometime soon. Sometime soon. There we go. Uh, in the not-too-distant future, I plan on a... Nazi future. In the not-so-distant <laughs> future. All right. I plan to uh, try and do a full... Just kind of go for a month without using any social media at all. And like not even like in downtime, like not even go on YouTube. So That's not like happen. if I have, like I'll give myself half an hour every night where I can watch a few videos. But that where I'm like five minutes and I'm like, yeah, I'll just watch a YouTube video. Just try well, and not do that. I think it's sometimes down to habit. You yeah, go to the toilet and then you start going on social media. It's replaced the newspaper, hasn't it? Mm. I suppose it has. It's not as good for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you fill in the blanks, listener. Fill it in now. No. Why? Because that removes the mystique. <coughs> I, even I'm confused. I, we'll explain it to you afterwards. Why Will you allow yourself to use other features on the phone? Like what? Games. No, I never play games. Yeah, I never play games either. I might do, like, say, like, puzzles, you know, like a, a puzzle game. Like a Sudoku? No. 
That oh. requires the ability to read and add. <laughs> oh, actually, you don't need to add. Sorry, let me try that again. That requires Trevor to have the ability to read and count. What about Minesweeper? No. Again, that requires Trevor the ability to read <laughs> and count. You know, like... Um, uh, like Candy Crush? <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah, nah. There's no reading and there's no counting there. So, yeah. There was one there where you had, like, blocks of wood and you had to, like, jiggle them around. Oh, and make, and make oh young yes. tiles, isn't it? Yeah, something like Bionic that. Kind of like a, like a logical game. Yeah, yeah. and then well, there, there was one like, uh, like a, a proper. It was one of the first like brain games, and uh, you know like it, it would focus. Well, one was focused. The other was like memory. The other was like patterns, mm. and uh, the, the reckon like you know the rate your oh the brain trainer or whatever they called it. Yeah, like uh, it was one yeah, of the you first did ones. like you're supposed to do it for five five ten minutes a day and. There's an increase in IQ, and I'm pretty sure when they did a study of that, they found no improvement in anybody. <coughs> really? Yeah. But I, think I, you I just, might be wrong about that. But I think you just get better at the games. Yes, but it doesn't increase. That's exactly it. You get better at doing the games, but you don't overall, your overall intelligence does not improve. No, it doesn't heighten your IQ. All that effort I put in at doing those games made no I difference. Them 30 euros for a whole year. Yeah, well, Was they that? just proved that you don't get smarter, you get dumber. <laughs> <laughs> What happened was it was like a free trial and then... You let the free trial expire? Yeah. Mm, that can happen. Yeah, that, that's actually going to happen in the next few days with Amazon Prime. So we better watch all what we need to watch the next few nights. Mm. I think so, because I think it's going to be this Friday where I've been home a month. And it was about a month, you know, whenever. How much is Prime a month? Is it a tenner a month? Something small like that. <laughs> so I signed up for it just before Christmas to get the presents in before Christmas Day. And then... <laughs> Few few weeks after Christmas, what the hell is this coming out of my account for? <laughs> oh yeah, forgot about that. So they got you. They got your, me. Your free trial didn't uh, wasn't free. Yeah, but I've ordered some stuff on it since to kind of make it seem worthwhile, get me value over. No, that's not the way it works. That's yeah. That's <laughs> like like if you want to, you know, <laughs> I've spent a tenner on Amazon Prime. I know I, how I'll get them back. I'll use Amazon Prime. <laughs> And spend a lot of money on them. Oh, stuff I, actually, I don't need, but it validates my poor decisions. No, I actually did need the stuff <laughs> that I bought. Yeah, you tell yourself that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep validating things you don't need. need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so moving swiftly on yeah. to our grand This mistakes. spiralizer that converts cucumber into <laughs> spaghetti, I really needed that. You know? I actually bought something like that. Uh, <laughs> Was it called Magic Le- Beans? Lidl. No, it was like it was like a magic slicer thing there, mm. you know, like you rub it across there and it slices as it goes along. I mean, it's a V slicer. I don't know. It was like That's a I remember the V slicer, the orange ones. Yeah, yeah, they were always on like always the rage on these shopping channels. Yeah, QVC and whatnot. Yeah, I bought one and it was like six, seven euros or something. Yeah, I tell you, it's so far I've only used it once there. I don't think it's that. It cuts it that fine there that you know the juices start coming yeah. out. And, uh, what are you kept, cutting? Uh, peppers, onions, and uh, mushrooms. It was good on the mushrooms, to be fair. Yeah. But like once you get to the last bit there, like you, you have to use use your hand. And you, you know, you could just chop your finger off very easily. <laughs> and uh, but I tell you what, I did use in America that was really good. Only it wasn't big enough. Did I use it? Maybe use it wrong. But anyway, <clears throat> it's got a a, gri- uh, a grid. And you put your, uh, like, say, like, your onion on top of it there, and then you just crush it down. Oh, I wish I had something like that. And do you have one of them? Well, yeah. Is but, it good? Yeah. But if you do get one, get a really big one. Spend the extra money and get a really big one there, because the problem is you have to cut it into quarters to get it into the, uh, into the yeah 
mechanism. And uh, but it's really good there, you know. And underneath there, you'd have like a container, so it's all contained inside a container. Brilliant. Like a chip maker. So it dices, uh, kind of, yeah. kind of like that, yeah, yeah. So it dices your onion for you, basically. No, not dice. Well, no, di- because dice and slices, isn't it? Dice cuts it into small little cubes, like cubes. Yeah, yeah dices. Yeah. It dices it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really good. And then you've got different size uh, dicers. That's brilliant. And is it blunt or is it pretty sharp still? It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty sharp. Pretty sharp there. Like, I used to use it once a week for the, the keto omelettes. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I'd have, like, peppers, onions, mushrooms, all that jazz there, and it'd, it'd go through it, no, no problem. Like. What is keto, the keto omelette? Keto omelette. Uh, Do you keto- know about keto, no? I think you mentioned it the last time, but... Uh, didn't we don't need to mention it on this podcast again. We've talked about it like okay. We leave I haven't talked so. about it that much. You know, like once, oh, twice, twice. I think yeah. just a brief description. <clears throat> Keto is a diet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's a diet. There, it's it it um, pretty much you have very little carbs, a little bit of protein, and then the rest is all fats, healthy fats. Okay, so healthy fats like. Uh, like butter, cream, avocado oil, coconut oil, uh, virgin, extra virgin oil, them sort of things. Okay. Uh, uh, like avocados themselves, they're rich in uh, rich in healthy fats. Okay. Omega threes, omega sixes. No rashes or sausages. Uh, sausages. You see, you see, it depends how they're made. Right. You know, because even though they're fatty, uh, there could be gluten, or there could be okay. whatever mix. Bacon's okay though. Bacon is a staple. Yeah. Okay. As much bacon ready as you want. And even there, if you're cooking bacon, and you know the way the fat of the bacon there runs out, yeah, contain that, put it in. This sounds like a, keto, uh, a diet for you. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think, really and truly, I think it would be a good diet for you. The only thing is, is you'll have to cut out all carbs. Okay. You only you have very little carbs. Yeah. Unless you're an athlete, He's you not. Have that <laughs> at this moment, Why are you time, questioning me? That? It's, 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 at this moment in time, he's not an athlete, but he will be after yeah. keto. Yeah. Well, like uh, I, I've been on it about a year, a year and a half, and right now I'm, I'm actually too late. I'm uh, like I remember there was this, this dude, Doctor Berg or Zerg, something like that. He, uh, he was, he was saying that you know, after about eight nine months of being in this diet there you're going to start to get scrawny not skinny scrawny right and he said certain foods that you should keep eating and eating a lot of there to keep your uh, to keep your butt you know healthy looking mm-hmm. and uh, I forget what it is for, you know because I, I just thought to myself there that's rubbish like you're not gonna I, I didn't I didn't it just went in one ear and out the other yeah. but it, now I'm starting to see it there like I've started I've started training up in uh, jiu-jitsu in the last month or so, yeah, man, I lost four kilos in in about three weeks. There, I just lost four four kilos there, just from all the energy expelled in them two hours. Yeah, of, of uh, like and all around my waist and hips and everything there, like my belt. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start fattening up somehow. Right, you know, but um, uh, I never done it for the weight side of it. There, like it was, it wasn't as though I was wasn't happy with the weight. It was all about feeling good. Cause like I was, I was, uh, I was living with that girl out in the states, and like, I just felt like crap all the time. Yeah, all the time there. It was like a weight on you. You went out, no matter where you went to eat out, it was always um, f- 
phrase uh, large amounts of coke. You know what I mean there? Cause yeah. You know, like because yeah, you, you get a, gla- a glass of coke there, free refills there for like an extra dollar, and then every everything you know, if you had a steak, it was lots of ma- uh, mashed potatoes with it, and I just felt terrible after. And uh, went on the diet. I said to myself I'd stick at it for one month at least stuck it at it for about a month there and I started seeing good results not spectacular but then I started uh, retuning it and uh, it's the best thing I've ever done one of the best things I've ever done like like for for mind do you find mornings easier? Um, at work very easy just get up get on with it Um, very easy to get up because you don't have that slow sluggish feel there, but it's like. But then, if uh, it's just an ordinary morning, uh, it it is a bit harder to get up. <clears throat> Since I come back home, I've got into the habit of sleeping an extra few hours on. But when I, you know, that time out, this time out in the states for ten months, I can count maybe eight, nine times I slept in, and all most of them days were uh, were the Sundays that we had off. You know, it was very rare that I slept in um, on a work day. Or if I had a day off there, I just got up anyway. Yeah. You know, like I got up, walked around, may have had a snooze on a couch or whatever. Mm. But no issues that way. So what I've done, between that and intermittent fasting, like they're the two things there that have really helped me over the last uh, the last year and a half. Like, yeah. So that's all I'm going to say. That's keto. <laughs> yeah. High fat, low carb. Right. Even you've noticed, like you know, the meals that I've made on keto there have been pretty, pretty. No, good they're as nice well. to eat, and uh, it's it's good. I always feel bloated after because I'll have a meal earlier in the day with carbs, and so it feels like you're putting a lot of stodge on. But one thing I'd say about a keto meal is you, you know, for the amount of food that you eat, you do feel fuller. Yeah. But you don't feel like I. I always have something like a sandwich or pasta at lunch, and I always get sleepy after it. I think I need to cut down on the amount of carbs in general. I eat eat and increase the amount of fruit and veg I eat. Like, as in green, veg. Yeah. Um, <coughs> again, it's about trying to stay uh, stay on top of it and stay consistent and recognise when you're feeling good. You know, you might want a snack every so often, but try and avoid it because then that's... You always go for the sugary stuff, you know. That's it. You go You go for the things that uh, you're gonna, your, your body craves. Your body craves... Uh, carbs there because it's the easiest thing to process. Yeah, the process is so fast there that uh, yeah. your body doesn't know what to do with the energy. And then the insulin spike comes there and it's like, oh, time for a snooze. That just keeps repeating all day long, all day long. Like, I read there was Rhonda Patrick there. She talked about you're only meant to. Uh, it's been studied there. You're only meant to eat for ten hours in the day. So if you start eating, whatever time you start eating in the day, your yeah. body's got a natural uh, system where it can utilize a lot of that within 10 hours mm-hmm. efficient, efficiently. Yeah. But after 10 hours, um, it, 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 it does something to, to yourself there, like scientific mumbo-jumbo there. Yeah. And uh, she said... <clears throat> Everybody thinks that they only, they only eat for like 10 hours in a day, but the average person eats 15 hours a day. 
little bits here and there, you know, like first thing in the morning there and last thing at night. Yeah. Uh, that easily could be 15 hours. So if you yeah. cut it down, so you're only ever eating between 10 hours. So you know the way they used to always say that like eating after six, you put on more weight. But if you can eat before six, you won't. Really, it, that doesn't make a difference. It's when you start and when you finish. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah. So you can eat after six o'clock if your first meal of the day is at three. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a little bit different to intermittent fasting because there's a bit of a debate whether you can have coffee with fasting. But if even if you have coffee, that starts the body. The body's like, okay, yeah. time, our day starts. Yeah. Our eating window starts. And uh, some people fast uh, with coffee in between. And uh, they're not realizing there that uh, you know it's it's not it's not bad, you know intermittent fasting there is yeah. not isn't you know you're just not getting the full benefits. Mm-hmm. You you want you need to know your your eating window as well as your fasting window. But uh, like fasting definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. like the longest the longest I fast was like thirty six hours or something like that. And how was your mind after it? Could you still focus and that sort of thing? Your mind's great. Is it? Yeah, yeah your mind's great. Um, and you just keep drinking water that's really it there because like so, there's debates whether some people say 50 calories or less won't break or fast but I think for me common sense says anything goes into the belly it has to be utilised mm-hmm. even yeah. supplements anything like that there if it has to be utilised there like it must be breaking some sort of fast yeah so if you're intermittent fasting is eating one meal a day okay yeah yeah so yeah. just have your dinner and that's it yeah you know, and they talk about breakfast being the most important meal of the day, but is that necessarily true? That was that that was actually debunked the other day in the the news, the common news, like yeah. And uh, but it but it's not the most important meal of the day, like no, I don't believe it is. I mean, I I've always maintained since I've been about twelve, me and breakfast don't get on. I yeah. can't eat in the morning. I need to be up for at least two hours. And actually, if I eat breakfast, I get really sleepy and sluggish. Yeah. It takes me ages. And it doesn't agree with my stomach. My stomach is going, whoa, what are you doing putting food on me? Whereas if I wait an hour or two and then have a banana around 11 o'clock, I feel much more energetic <coughs> and I feel much better. And that agrees with me more. I don't like eating in the morning. I'm never hungry in the morning. It seems strange to me that we as animals that would have lived in the wild at one time and hunting and gathering would have been our main source of food that we would be able just to wake up and eat something. That, to me, doesn't seem plausible. We'd have to go out and hunt for something or catch something or at least go to the the, the river to well, get you something. You could have caught it the night before. What's that? You could have caught it the night before. Perhaps, but, like, if we're hunting deer, you know, you might be three days hunting a deer or whatever. If it's fresh fruit and you pick it, how long is it going to stay fresh? I don't think we would... Personally, I don't think people... I think it's a habit. I think yeah, we get they, used to eating in the morning, breaking the fast... And we go, that's the way it is. But I've always found that I'm much more alert with, funnily enough, waking up and drinking half a pint of water. And that will wake me up much quicker than yeah. eating a bowl of cereal or drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah. Just, just to talk, uh, go back on that, that 10-hour uh, feeding window. Yeah. Uh, if you can stick to that, if, I think if you can stick between 9 and 10 hours, mm. um, you naturally build uh, muscle mass without even exercising. That, yeah, I can. Do you know? That. Yeah, I just thought I'd point that out there. But you're you're kind of right there. I mean, like, the, there there is going to be certain points back then uh, where y- if you did catch a deer, you know, you could feast, you could feast on it there. But yeah. it would have been a feast and famine sort of thing mm-hmm. there. You know, yeah, it that's been... what I mean. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's. Uh... I suppose being hungry in the morning would have been the norm back then instead of 
I Mo- most day, most yeah. of the yeah. most days would have been like f- you had to go out and hunt for it, and you probably as soon as you got it there, you probably just ate as much as you can. Yeah, and yeah. maybe had leftovers then. You know, the next day. Yeah. But like even there, like you wouldn't pick berries. You know, you you'd only pick whatever you'd want mm-hmm. because you don't want it to go to waste. You know, yeah. you'd only pick and sort of eat what you what you needed. You wouldn't just pick it and then say, "Oh, sure, I'll just put them in my pocket and, and then come back and yeah. have it the next day." Yeah, because there's the potential of losing losing them or, or going off. Mm-hmm. You do not want that in the wild. You need every calorie yeah, known to man. That's why I think the breakfast <coughs> thing just seems. But again, I suppose people are kind of it's a habit people eat in well, the mornings. Well, here, here's the thing. I mean, if you start if you start thinking about it. There's no money in saying to people there that uh, breakfast isn't the most important meal of the day. Yeah. If you tell people it is the most important meal, they're going to say, oh, as soon as we get up, we'll have to eat. If yeah. we'll have to eat, we'll have to buy. If we'll have to buy, uh, the economy goes up. Yeah. Mm. In a very simplistic, simplistic way. way, but yeah. it's true, yeah. I think that's true. I mean, a lot of what we eat and consume is just... It's uh, it's advert it's advertisement and yeah. it's it's commercial product yeah. and you know like I, I, I what think we think is good is often what we've seen the most of. I mean, people will happily stop at a McDonald's probably over a ch- maybe over a chipper or something like that because it's a recognised brand, but the quality is probably well yeah like most chippers even though it's fast food it's probably local food yeah yeah absolutely mm. whereas McDonald's is it's not local but we buy into that thing of the big franchise and it must be I think people are smarter in that respect now I don't think people <coughs> just see it but I suppose well, the thing is people can fact check nowadays that's a huge thing now is fact checking fact checking yes I mean like my let's say for instance my mother she keeps giving off about uh, one minute they say coffee's good for you the next minute they're saying it's bad for you you know they're always cha- st- uh, changing and all that yeah and like I say to her, yeah, but like you're listening to a two minute uh, segment of the news and you're expected to judge your life on that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's like uh, coffee's good for you there so you can have coffee. Like nobody, nobody, a two minutes thing and then you, that's what you should do. Whereas if you go to an actual dietitian or someone that's an expert in the field, they'll be able to give you the articles, the science, the whatever behind it. Yes. But now you could you could do just read articles yourself. You could yeah. go, like that, like that's pretty much what I done. Like I had an, a little bit of an interest in it there, and just dug up a few articles here and there. Podcasts I've, I've, I've listened to listened to them on the go. But it's a huge thing. Like you know, food in general is a huge thing, a huge topic. Like and mm-hmm. one thing I always say to people is one size will never fit all. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's about finding you know, the right diet for you or what works yeah. for you. And like I, I'd never, I'd never push the keto diet on on everybody, mm. but like if somebody came up to me and wanted to know about it, there, I'll tell them as much as I can. But it still doesn't mean it's. Can you do a vegan or a vegetarian keto diet? Like if you just eat lots of spinach hard. and lentils and that sort of very thing. Very hard. I presume lentils are keto, keto right? Uh, I don't think so. No. They're, are they? Well, they're basically they? they're natural. They're plant protein. Well, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and then there's a lot of, like, <coughs> green leafy veg that you'd have in that. Like, spinach is great on keto, isn't it? Well, spinach is great, but it's not very very bioavailable. Yeah. So, so y- the thing is, sp- like, spinach there could have all your nutrients in a day, but your body doesn't util- utilise it all. Yeah. 
But if you cooked up a juicy, lovely steak, hey, for all those vegans out there, you can get all your iron, uh, what is it, B vitamins and iron vitamins? Yeah. Iron vitamins. All your iron from that, because it's all bioavailable. I just wanted to dig You wanted to dig at the vegans there, dude. How, yeah. How dare I speak of the vegans that way? We had a big rant the other day about the vegans and how they were going to take over. No, how they're not going to take over, but they think they're going to take over. Yeah. Do you remember when Paul got out his phone? Paul took out his phone and he was like, yeah, there's a (coughs) PETA came up with all of these things as like alternatives. So instead of like uh, kill two birds with one stone, it was feed two birds with one scone. (laughs) And uh, what was another one? There was the best one was bringing home the bacon. Yeah. (laughs) Was... uh, was it taking home the baking or something like that? Taking I can't remember home, what it taking was. Taking home the bagels. Oh, taking home the bagels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bringing home the bagels. It, <laughs> it's got to be too far. What do you think of the whole vegan thing? I don't think it'll work. Do you think it's a I phase? D- um, I, I believe people believe in it, but I don't think it'll ever happen because think of all the poor animals that'll go extinct. No one's going to hold on to pet cows. Yeah. Yeah, in a, in a simple, in a very simple version, there like that is right. Yeah, it's never going to happen. It's it's just a big business. Not with that attitude, Grant. Of course, it won't happen. Yeah, but you know you can't. We need be to keep people in jobs, don't we? Yeah, but we'll <laughs> find other wonderful jobs that don't exist that we'll make exist. Yeah, but even take the job side of it out. Like even there, you know, you, you can't. If there's life, there's death. That's that's the end of it. There, you know, like and. The way I look at it is, if a vegan comes up to me, I, the first thing I'll say is, where's your garden? And they'll say, well, what do you mean? I get my veg from the from the store. And I goes, right, well, you're not a vegan. Your, your ideology is bullshit then. But if they say they've got their own little garden out the back, even then you can nitpick there. Well, mm-hmm. Where do you get the fertilizer? Because something dead has to be, uh, has to be fertilizer. A certain type of fertilizer mm-hmm. there, like very fertile fertilizer, and then that that's how life happens. Something dead creates nothing, life again. Yeah, well that's it. I mean nothing can exist without decomposition. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's I think it's a noble idea. A lot of vegans are noble have a noble idea and if they try and do it in self sustain, I don't really have a problem with it. I suppose my issue is just there's a lot of vegans who dictate to other people about the way that they they live and I think they make a mistake really with um by making a moral connection and they make an illogical connection that they equate all life on the same level and uh, the idea that we can't you know eat animals I think I think animals shouldn't be mistreated but you know we should try and treat animals as ethically as possible and they'll say well it's no different because the means to the end you're killing something but all things die right yeah and uh and we can't, you know, I, I don't see an issue with eating a herbivorous animal or whatever, or herbivore. Um, it's, 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 we have, we have canines. We, we are meat eaters as well as being. There, there is a debate whether to cut down on meat consumption. Yeah. And cut down on the way we've uh, branched the whole industry. Mm. Do you know what I mean there? Because at the end of the day, it's mostly beef, pork, and what Poultry. Else? Poultry. Yeah. But sure, I mean, you can eat anything. Anything anything that moves, you can almost eat. Anything that's got meat. Dog, cat, whatever. Yeah. 
mountain lion, bears, anything. But it's just that a cat, we, we've just a no, no associated that with pet. Yeah. Even though a cat is a mini killing machine. Yeah, yeah. And if you were the size of a cat there, it would tie with you and torture you and play with you and then eventually maybe kill you. Mm-hmm. Without thinking about it. Are you trying to make us vegan? Huh? You're trying to make us vegan. No, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm just sta- stating. No, the but other. it's. I mean, it's true. I mean, there is that ethical and moral dilemma of, I treat one thing as pet and look after it. Do I not do the same with all animals? Yeah. Um. It's a hard one. Yeah. It is a hard. One. And then, it's very simple. There, if a vegan gets into a car and drives down the road, they are killers. Mm. They kill animals. They kill living things. Because uh, can anybody here say they've never ran over a rabbit or ran over something on the road yeah, or killed a, killed a million bugs on the windscreen? Do you know what I mean? There, like Grant's getting bored. There, he just went, ah, maybe if I go to bed, there, I'll go. Away. <laughs> no, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking if they're driving, they're using fuel, which comes from decomposed animals. Well, that's a I've yeah. always which is a bit extreme, that, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> it's the same see thing. The, see, the, yeah. I mean, you're, you're thinking that way, and I'm thinking of the other way. Mm. But at the same, we're both right mm-hmm. in the fact that you're using the consumption of dead animals some mm. way or another. Do you know? Mm-hmm. It's the same there. Like you talked about, I never knew that. Limestone is dead fish. Yeah. I never knew that. <clears throat> and we extract limestone out of the ground there to neutralize yeah. acidic ground there so it can grow uh, yeah. better crops. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could argue for using chicken chicken droppings as, as manure but again for fertiliser but again you're still utilising something from an animal that's eaten something else that's been digested yeah. I mean the fact of the matter is animals kill each other and nature is nature is cruel I'm not <coughs> saying that we I think for a lot of vegans they might they might take the moral high ground because they've chosen not to eat meat but uh, we're just unlucky in that I think we are a species that eats meat but we also have this moral this moral compass, like a cat doesn't think about the welfare of a mouse when it kills it, right? Yeah. It just goes, it moves, I eat meat, therefore it dies, and I yeah. eat it. Whereas we think about the thoughts and feelings because we're aware of our own thoughts and feelings and our own, um, what's the word, you know, uh, cognitive awareness. What's the term for when you can think for yourself? Autonomy. We're autonomous beings, so we can think for ourselves and we're aware of everything. And so we attribute to other living things that perhaps they feel the same way as we do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can understand that. I mean, if you've got a favorite dog or cat, then why the hell are you killing your favorite cow to make food? But I just, I suppose in a very honest way, I don't think about those things. Well, sure, I, I've told you about the, if you're an animal, which would you choose? If I was an animal, which animal well, would you right, right, Grant, you're an animal. You've got the choice. And I'll even, I'll even put a third choice into it, right? Right. You've either got the choice of being factory farmed. Let's say factory farm there, because there's a big buzzword nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. You have the choice of being factory farmed. You have the choice of being shot by a hunter. Or you have the choice of being eaten by a mountain lion. Or a bear. Right, probably be uh, getting shot. Getting shot. Quick. Getting shot quick by yeah. a hunter. Yeah, and you wouldn't even know about it. You wouldn't even know about it. Mm-hmm. I'd, do, I'd pick the same. Yeah. Because one thing that I've, I, I've only learned in the last couple of years is, uh, like, whenever I thought of hunters, I thought of just people there that wanted to shoot animals for their own bloodlust. 
but like since I've learned about it there, I cannot believe how uh what would be the best way to describe it without butchering it. Like how they they actually care more about the animals than any other ideology mm. or would it be ideology yeah. or any uh, other there's groups? Some, there's some when you see a pack of lions hunting a wildebeest. They just tear into it and yeah. eat it alive. There's, there's a thing, ripped limbs. There's a thing that you see on Facebook, and I remember chatting to my friend John had the same conversation with you. You're talking about hunting, and he said, "Well, until the animal has a gun and can fire back, it's not really sport." I don't agree with that argument. No, I said that. What's that? I said that as a joke. Which I I said there like if the animal has a gun, because somebody talked about like uh, like trying to make things fair with the animals, so it's you know when. In Ireland, we, you can only hunt with a gun. You can't mm-hmm. hunt with hunt with a, a oh, compound right. bow. Yeah, because you need to be really good to get the kill shot. And uh, I think the person made the comment there. Oh, it only ma- it makes it more fair if it's with a gun. And I goes, no. If the animal has a gun, then it's fair. But it was just a. I was just. I being don't know smarter. who you're talking about that because I know John is very anti hunting. Um, or he's anti. But it wasn't John. We were no, then it wasn't John. I but I, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Hugh. Yeah. Um, but Who's I, John? I d- he's a friend of mine who we're okay. playing with. But um, my attitude is is that if you're a hunter, you do have something. You have your intellect, your intellect, and your intelligence. Because when a cat kills a mouse, does the mouse have claws to fight back? No, no. So when the bear kills the fish, does the fish have the big sn- nozzle and the big girth to be able to fight back? Anything which hunts something of lesser size or, or or ability it's not an even playing field yeah the food pyramid works at least or in nature you know the bigger things eat the smaller things nothing eats something else which is of the same or bigger value yeah. right hyenas might eat a wildebeest that's been killed by a by a lion but they're scavengers you know when you see a lion taking on a wildebeest four lions corner one one animal yeah that's not fair yeah that's not going right, animal kingdom's going, right, wildebeest, you've got a 400-meter head start and we're only going to let one lion take it on. So when people say, oh, yeah, killing... Now, I don't agree with killing for sport. I agree with if you want to try and hunt and you kill and you use what you kill for clothes, for food, for sustenance, I don't have a problem with that as long as it's done in hunting season, animal numbers are kept high because it is the most ethical way of doing it. If you're good at it, it is the most ethical way. You know, I don't think people are going to turn around and say to Native American and American Indians that they're unethical because they killed the buffalo for hundreds of years. Yeah. You know, but we do see a lot of things on Facebook when the big white game hunter kills the lion. Yeah. And it's like, what a asshole. Well, yeah, he's not using it for food. He's only using it as a trophy. Yeah. You know, so I can't. For the what? As a trophy. Well, yeah, but before that, I was I sort of blanked out. What are we talking about? Buffalo? No. <laughs> When a hunter kills a lion, it's like he's not yeah, getting no, any... No, they pe- eat the lion. Do they? Yeah. Lion, mountain lion is delicious. No, but I'm not talking about mountain lion. I'm talking about like big game hunters who like sneak into like safaris and stuff, <laughs> shoot stuff like that. Yeah, but the, are they hunters or are they poachers? Well, that's the point that I make, is that if you're a hunter, there, you're there going to There is a huge it. difference between yeah. taking a picture of a dead lion and saying those asshole hunters and poachers that want... I don't know, their claws for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? There. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, if there's no hunters, there's going to be poachers. Mm-hmm. Because hunters all, everything that 
uh, is used in hunting there. Like, uh, like if you're a hunter and you've got guns or bows or whatever, it costs money. Every percentage of whatever purchase you make there goes into conservations, which does not come from any fucking vegan movement. No vegan movement ha- gathers up enough money to even think about conservating uh, cer- certain species, species or whatever. Yeah. It's only the hunters. You don't like that fact check to come to me and, and give off to me about it there because that's 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 a fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always been the hunters or the that have brought the attention of certain things to to the mainstream world because they know. Well, wait a minute. We we're, we're hunters. We like. Uh, harvesting certain animals well if we shoot them all there's going to be no animals for next year Mm. so they make a conscious decision to shoot let's say that's why you've got a hunting season right and you can't kill animals Mm -hmm. of a certain weight size or age yeah because otherwise you're you're killing your you know you're killing that's it it's not sustainable Mm. it's and if it's not sustainable there then they're going to be out of business pretty quick or out out of you know there's going to be no hunting for them so they, they, they care more for the animals than any, anyone else there. That's why I asked you about which would you rather out of the three choices. Yeah. And like, I think everybody would agree if they had the choice there, they'd rather be just shot dead quickly. And that's what a hunt... That's, if a hunter shoots, say, an elk and doesn't get the kill shot there, they really are dis- distraught. Mm. Distraught? Distraught, yeah, under distress. Yeah, mm-hmm. with, with, with their actions. <coughs> now... That doesn't mean there's no such thing as bad hunters. You know, there, there, there can't be hunters out there. Uh-oh, that just want, spaghetti! Yeah, you know what I mean? They're, they see a doe or, or a young doe and just shoot it there yeah. because like, they're lazy. That's a different story altogether. Yeah, that's incompetence. Yeah. I mean, that there, can happen. There's bad Dri- hunters, there's bad vegans. There's bad drivers. There's bad drivers. Yeah. Mm. There's bad mullets. It's just a, a circle of life. Except Grant's, yeah, which is going to be majestic. Beautiful. <coughs> oh, Will. Just thinking, when do you have to bounce? Ah, and a wee while. Cool, a wee while. Keep going. It's open-ended, isn't it? <laughs> Go till for another seven minutes. Seven? Well, I want to eat, and then I got work to do. I got okay. my to do. So, what so animal would you be? If I could be an animal, yeah. In what sense? Any animal you want. If I were a grizzly bear. Okay. Grizzly bears are mean motherfuckers. <laughs> you ever see their claws? No. They, they would. If they wanted to there, they could just toss down a tree as if it was nothing. They just, just swipe. You, have you swipe, seen The Revenant? Swipe. Huh? Have you seen The Revenant? The Revenant? Yeah, the, the Revenant. Revenant. With Leonardo DiCaprio. No, never seen it. Scenes in that with grizzly bears. Really? Intense, yeah. I won't say anything more, yeah. but happens early in the film. Do you know, I don't know if it's the, I don't think it's the grizzly bear, because I, I, I think it, there's some sort of bear where they've evolved to know that Never, never kill the prey. Never kill what they want to eat. Maim it, break its legs. Do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. Start at the areas. Start with the legs. Make your way to the. I think I think they go from the asshole up, and then uh, it ensures that the the food will sustain long enough. So instead of having a big meal where they have to eat it there before it goes rotten or someone yeah. else something else takes it, they they just simply. Keep it alive, and it 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 could survive. Stay fresh for longer. Yeah, they could they could survive three four days, and then they just take a bit. Ah, I'll just take your leg now. Yeah, I'll just take the. Bit and of they your know back. it'll survive. <coughs> yeah, it'll it'll survive. It's cruel, isn't it? It'll survive. All they have to do is, uh, decom. Um, 
what would you say there? Like, say break its legs. If it can't move, it can't exert ex, uh, excrete energy. Expel energy. Expel energy. Mm. Can't expel energy. If it can't there, then all its energy will be into just surviving mm-hmm. the ordeal, which is never going to happen because they'll just keep chipping away at it. Yeah. So that's pretty cruel as far as I'm concerned. But you know what I mean there? Like people just say, well, that's just nature, man. <laughs> I'd take the bullet any day. What would you be? What animal? A guillemot. It's a bird. Lives on the cliffs. Goes swimming in the sea when it needs to eat fish. It doesn't have many predators, does it? Well, I live on the side of a cliff, so <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so I can fly and I can swim. I guess and dive down about 50 metres to catch a fish. That's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'd like to be a guillemot. Oh, oh very a worm. Good. Would you be a worm? A worm? Yeah, a worm. No, it's probably not. Yeah, there's not a whole Living lot of ground. flying or anything unless something eats you and drags <laughs> yeah. you up into the air. Well, I mean, if you're going to be an animal, like you're not going to have any... What's that word you said earlier where we can think of ourselves? Autonomy. Yeah. So, what's the smartest animal? Dolphin. A dolphin? I want to be a dolphin. Yeah, I was thinking of saying dolphin. Yeah? Yeah. Because, like, if, you, if, you're, if you're an animal there, you're going to be naturally... Stupid, aren't you? Well, I guess. I yeah. mean, you're, they're, living they're, on a cliff away from predators, I think that's pretty smart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, if you're a lion there, you get to like chill out, chill with some hunter shoots you for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Other than your, yeah, but you're going to be a certain age, you know what I mean? There, like, you're Until a poacher shoots you. <laughs> well, that, that, that's a different story, then, yeah. like, the, you know, not much you can do about the poachers. Yeah. You ever seen the Jungle Book? No, or not the Jungle Book, sorry, the Lion King. You know, yeah, when King. I was very, very young. Yeah, it's not really how lions live. It's a big lie. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, but it's a Disney movie. Yeah. I mean, all Disney movies there just put, you know, <laughs> put the crosshairs <laughs> on the hunter. Where's Snake? <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> Snake. Snake! Do you have a, whenever you miss a call, you should get your phone to go. Ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. We're getting very no. geeky now. No, my ringtone is Mario Kart. So you can get my. Can you do that with iPhones? Like, can you put, get different ringtones for iPhones? Yeah, there's an app. Is there? Yeah. Oh, what's the app? Zedge. Zedge. Z e d g e. Send me the link on Facebook, will you? Can't there because he's not. Uh, on Facebook. I'd have to go on to Facebook. How does it feel not being on Facebook? It doesn't bother me. No. I think it's I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I don't. I think ever, that's the problem with everyone. They think they're going to miss out on something important. Yeah. Yeah. All they're going to miss out on is a bunch of internet in jokes and memes that are funny for about five seconds. It's like uh, <coughs> you know when Bart, you know when uh, I um, I th- you know I do as I feel or whatever it is in The Simpsons, and then Bart's in school the next day and he's like, oh, everyone thinks they're a comedian. Yeah. That's kind of like the internet now. It's like everybody just wants a quick five second laugh and then move on. Thought I'd add that. Yeah. <laughs> People don't know how to be bored anymore. We yeah. Because yeah. I, I forgot my phone and uh me and Raymond went went down to Cavan. I had done something I hadn't done in like fifteen years. I started uh doodling on paper. You know, I see he had paper and I had a pen in my pocket there and I just started doodling. 
And it's just like, I haven't done this in a long time. Because usually, you know, instead of doodling there, you just go on Facebook or yeah. YouTube or, or whatever. Whatever it is, yeah. Tinder. <laughs> you should learn something new. From Tinder? No, just in general. Like what? I don't know. Whatever you want. Like jujitsu? Oh, very good, yeah. Mm. He wants to talk about jujitsu, Grant. And uh, archery. Are you doing that as well? Yeah, I got a compound bow. Don't go hunting. Uh, no, I'm not allowed to go hunting. <laughs> did you get it fixed, by the way? Did you man fix it? I did. Yeah. Did he give you the new arrows? Yeah, he got me. He gave me did, arrows. Did you fire it? Uh, no, I, did, I didn't fire, fire it there. I haven't. I need. I got a target there, man. Like, it's, it's like this cheap cheap hobby is turning very expensive very quick. Mm. I mean, I got I got a cheap compound bow, mm-hmm. and um, it was an Amazon thing, and the arrows came, and the arrows were just fiberglass. And um, whenever I went to shoot it there, I'd, I'd use it. Uh, it snapped the arrow and dry fired and, and uh, fucked the peephole out. And right. uh, once the peephole goes there, then it, could, it unravels some strings. And then that was it there. Like You, you could use it, but the, for every time you let go of it there, there's the potential of the string there just snapping off. Yeah. So uh, when I got to him, he said, yeah, these arrows are dirt. And then uh, I said, well, can you make me some arrows? And he said, yeah. I got 10 arrows there, like 10 euros each. Like that's 100 euros. Wow. Then the the target, he said, well, he is right and I knew it, but it's just I didn't want to pay for it. And he said, there, well, you know, you spend 100 euro on arrows. If you buy a cheap target, you're going to bend and break the arrows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, no." You got suckered in. <laughs> no, I knew that. I'm joking. You, you know. not just use paper on a bale or something. Pa- what? Like a sheet of paper and pin it to a bale. A bale. And shoot into a bale. No, because it, it it'll bend the arrows. So what do you shoot into then? Uh, layers and layers and layers of styrofoam, but it's specific layers there, so it goes in between. See, the whole trick to uh, to the target is you need enough resistance. To uh, to stop the arrow, mm-hmm. but not enough resistance. No, you need enough resistance to not break the arrow, but a lack of resistance there that it'll shoot in without yeah. going through and bending it. So mm-hmm. a bale, you'd have to have a, a bale that's perfect. All right, okay. Or, or else when it goes through the layers, if the, if there's a if there's a layer softer or, or whatever, or even if you hit the side of a bale it'll start going through the layers at an angle and start mm. start bend it'll either go oh, in right. or out because okay. I, I thought that as well like common sense I, I when I when I first started out in America it was just square bales I was just shooting into square bales mm-hmm. the, um, I'd go into the square bales there and then you'd see a, a little tweak here and because uh, I had aluminium arrows that I only had three yeah and um, there was a tweak here or a tweak there straight away and I was like, well, man, if you'd done this all day long, there, you'd have no arrows at the end of the day. <clears throat> and no matter what you use, like I started using, a, I thought a, like a big, huge bit of plywood would do it. It'd go halfway in and you'd never get it out. You need mm. a hammer to get it out again. So Yeah, there's power in that bow of yours. Yeah, yeah. There's, he, he checked it there. There's about 48 pounds, which is pr- uh, pretty big low for a compound bow you know but you can there's still adjustment to it you know you could adjust it up to about 60 pounds wow you know but i don't need that until unless i went out hunting like i actually wanted to go out yeah. hunting with it but if it did go out hunting 
uh, I'd 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 spend the money and buy a height or you know something something around eight nine hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, and and. Uh, but the the longer you're doing it, the more you're gonna know about it. Well, yeah, it. like you don't like I fucked up my first bow, and I could have easily fucked up a thousand dollar bow. Right. Do you know what I mean there? Because yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. That's why I went for the cheap option, and then sent it back to Amazon and said, like, hey, "Sorry, <laughs> you know," and they gave me a full refund. And then the second one, that's when the arrow broke. You know, it, it, I went for an upgraded model. Mm-hmm. Instead of three aluminium arrows, is 10 fiberglass arrows. Yeah. But I didn't know that them arrows, are, they're all graded. You know, they all need a certain grade. Because the force of the bow, ha- uh, you need to have a certain strength of the arrow, or else it'll just snap in half. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense when you know about it. Yeah. So that that's why I didn't want to go all out. You could spend two thousand dollars easy on your bow, your your extras, your hard case, your uh, um, you know your sights, your 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 biscuit there for setting the arrows in. There's so much stuff that you could spend, and then if you wanted a crossbow, you could spend two and a half, three thousand, yeah. handy enough there just on the bow itself. But it's it it, it is fun though. Like they say, they say like uh, archery is really, really good for the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have to think about the shot and not anything else. So, yeah, yeah. So if you do, uh, if I get bored on a bus, there, I'll just bring my bow with me. There. <laughs> <laughs> What's your hobbies? Uh, I probably don't really have too many hobbies. Probably don't have just, time now. No, not really. I just like going out on the bike the odd time. Still on the bike. What Motor what bike, bike have you got now? Uh, TW one two five. One two. That you've went back to. A one yeah, two. I sold the six hundred because I wasn't using it, and if it was just leaving it in the shed, it was going to get in a worse and worse condition, and then get no money for it. So I just have this little kind of off roady run around thing that needs a bit of a needs a bit of doing up. But it's yeah. good fun going out because you can you can kind of go fast. Well, not fast, but you can kind of. Give it all, all it's got, because it's there's not much power in it. So <coughs> you don't mind going around the corners a bit fast, because it's actually just slow. It just feels fast, yeah. Because the noise it's making. But yeah, that's about it. The only thing really. Man, like I have a huge temptation of getting into bikes. Yeah. You know, because yeah, you, you ever watch the documentary of MotoGP? You know, like uh, oh, what do you call the first Italian that used to. Giacomo Agostini Agostini Mm -hmm. there was like a documentary is it fast or faster some documentary yeah both fast and then I think it was faster yeah I think there's there's two of them isn't there yeah and um, I I just couldn't believe how much the rider has control of the bike you know when you think of a Formula 1 car I mean Mm -hmm. Uh, like 60%, 80, what would you say? Oh, 60, 80, 80, 70, 80% is the car. Is the car. Yeah. Uh, like the bike is probably the opposite way around. It's probably 80% of the person. Yeah, there's a lot of moving around on it. There's a lot of moving around. Like, who was the dude that slides around the corners? He was after Agostini. Ah, it varies. Just... I guess it varies there, but there's some dude there, he nearly slides right around the corner there. Like, whatever movement he does there, he's known to be sliding around more yeah. than any, anybody else. Right. And er, any bit of movement, anything at all there, to go flat out around a corner in one of them bikes takes a lot of balls. Mm. And then, uh, 
it's very rare that any of the riders last a season without falling off and breaking fingers or wrists or ankles or whatever. Yeah. Let's say what the f- two stroke, you'll get more injuries out of a two stroke. Um, I don't know. There's one of the there's there's one of the other like there's what what are the MotoGP bikes got now? Four stroke. Four stroke. Yeah. The four stroke. I think it's more yeah. ha- it's more hard on handle because it bites back. If it does bite, it bites you hard. Mm. Well, two strokes. Um. The smaller CCs, let's say it had a two-stroke one two five and a four-stroke one two five, the two-stroke would be a lot more powerful. Yeah, and they have, they have to be ridden different ways as well. Yeah, so talking about like going around a corner on a four-stroke, there's that where you, you know you go, you can go up over the the bars, handing off. Uh, high side, eh? high side. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's where you, you're you're spinning the back out, and then the rear tire grips. And then it just yeah. throws you over the top of it. Throws it. you over there, and you you have a big percentage there of breaking your shoulder, your collarbone. Ah, uh, you could break and depending <coughs> on how you're landing. Yeah, depends how high you go up, yeah. the speed you're going. Yeah, it's it's a crazy documentary. That was yeah. really really good. Like a like Is it on Netflix or anything. Um, I, I just seen it on ATV two one night randomly, mm. and then there was another one. I think it is on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. I think we could have been talking about Rossi, maybe. Oh, sorry, yeah, Valentino yeah. Rossi. Yeah. That was the man. And I, but I, that other dude you're talking about, he came after him, didn't no, he? No, no, he was the seventies, whatever. Oh yeah, like yeah. Is Rossi yeah. still considered the greatest or one of the greatest? Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He but he's really he's nine world championships from various different uh, levels. Yeah, I don't think anyone's gone past the nine yet. <laughs> Will happen though. I'd say if he if he wins the tenth one he'll he'll leave, but I don't know if that'll happen anytime soon because the current crop of young riders are just really good. Yeah, but man, like I watched I watched that documentary and I was like, I'd love to get a bike, you know, especially out in out in America there where yeah. it'd be real cheap to to get a good bike. Mm-hmm. But then the problem is the death rate over there is unreal. Yeah, <laughs> so many stupid drivers on the freeways over there that. Like the the death rate there is way higher than here. It's crazy how how um how many people get injured in bikes. Yeah. Like well, some states have a law that you don't have to wear a helmet, which is stupid. Yeah, like I, I see boys all the time going down there with uh, you know big cruisers mm-hmm. and um, no helmet, no nothing. Like. I can understand the appeal to it, but I don't think I'd do it. If you went off the road, like ah, sure, look you. You've massively reduced your chances of surviving. Any bit of a bang on the head is not good. Do you ever hear of this thing called uh, toxoplasmosis? No. Have you? Yeah. Yeah? You know about it yeah. there. So toxoplasmosis is a... What is it? What would you... It comes from a cat. It can only come from a cat's gut. Yeah. It's a bacteria. A bacteria? Yeah. It's a bacteria that only comes from uh, a cat's uh, gut. So okay. say say people that handle cat lit, cat litter and all that, yeah. that they've been the most prone to getting it. Okay. If you get it, if you're a man, it makes you do uh, makes you more risk taking. Right. You know, like you know, somebody that wouldn't wouldn't be a big risk taker in life there, um, wouldn't you know. Has a, has a big chance if they're infected by toxoplasmosis, they have a huge chance of being a huge risk taker. Yeah, 
where if a woman gets it there, they're more known to be uh, promiscuous. That be the word there? A slut, pretty much. Right, yeah. They'd be a bit more slutty. Okay. <clears throat> the it was an interesting fact that something like ninety percent of all uh, bike accidents, death by uh, death on a on a motorcycle in America, there, um, they're tested, and ninety percent of the the fatalities there have toxic. To- uh, to- uh, yeah, that Pla- toxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis, yeah. Right. There's a lot of words that I'm thrown out here that I'm not good at. I so, thought that was crazy. Motorcyclists like cats. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, the dead, the dead motorcyclists, yeah. anyway. That's crazy, that. It's a bit of a weird connection. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird there, but it's... it's it's. I think that it's something like a 90%, isn't it, Owen? Which? Of, uh... No, never mind. Like, I think it's about, uh, about 90% or yeah. something like that. Some outrageous high high statistic, anyway. Oh, is it the people in France with toxoplasmosis? No, why? What's that? Uh, well, you probably have to speak in the microphone. That's the yellow vest, is it? The yellow vest? Is that the women? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I re- but I do remember some, some other statistic in France. I'm talking about the, the, the death rates with motorcycles. Oh. Oh, it's just... Uh, Stoking the fire. Yeah. Stoking the fire. Um, oh, it was like 60-70% of motorcyclists who were dead. Uh, Still a high had, percentage. Yeah. What was that? I thought it was about 80-90%. Oh, maybe it was that high. Th- I think I said 90. But again, it was Paul who told us all these facts, so... No, no, it was, I, I knew that. Oh, did you? He, told us some, he did tell us something about France. Yeah, which is that a lot of French people seem in, like... Oh, what was the percentage? But it wasn't motorists, it was something... No, it was in general, it's the general population. Yeah, so back to the bikes. I, re- I do really want to get a bike there, but man, like, you're on a big risk. Yeah, a lot of stupid people like that. A lot of stupid people, like, and uh, there's a lot of risk takers when it comes to people that want to get on a bike anyway. Like, it takes balls to want to be on a bike and run that risk. But there's a lot of stupid people that don't realise bikes. 